following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. You are now tuned in to Sunday Night Showdown. Your exclusive home for pay-per-view coverage of the WWE. With your hosts, the first lady of the SNS Radio Network, Harmony Boom Boom Jackson. I've always been the champion. I am a woman who knows how to get exactly what she wants, and that is an example to women everywhere. The Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella. Understand this, because I don't you know. Maybe it's me. I'm a little fucked up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. What do you mean, funny? Funny how? The great white, Mark the Shark DiCarlo. There's no reason we need to be shackled by the strictures of the employee employer relationship. Unless, of course, you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> in which case, I got some shackles in the back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But seriously, I've got it. And... Mr. Money on the mic, Jeff Jackson. Still the icon! Still the showstopper! Still the main event! And the showdown begins now. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Night Showdown right here on the SNS Radio Network. As always, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. 
Tonight we're going to be bringing you live pay-per-view special event coverage of the Survivor Series, the second longest running WWE event just behind WrestleMania. Joining me here in the studios in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, the man who's been swimming the very shallow walkways here in Calgary, Alberta, he is Mark the Shark DiCarlo. Well, everybody on the SNS Radio Network, the Shark has gone through some uh, tedious times over the last little while, but I'm happy, I'm pumped, I'm jacked for arguably the most storyline-laden pay-per-view that we've seen out of World Wrestling Entertainment in many, many a year, and I'm waiting with the proverbial bated breath and anticipatory actions tonight, not only for the pay-per-view, but to be once again back with my radio tag team of, of course, Mr. Money on the mic, and all the way from the NYC, he is Bronxzilla, Tony J. Mirabella. Well, this pay-per-view hasn't had me starting off in a very good mood. Turn yourself up a little bit, Bronx. All right, as long as I don't turn myself on. That wouldn't have be a first. Vince and, and we are. How's that? Much better. I'll tell you, man. I'm. Uh, I just. I've been starting the pay per view. Like, I, I'm looking forward to this pay per view. Really looking forward to doing SNS. But I mean, really, Cesaro had a job to fucking swagger. Well, that's what happens when you fucking run your mouth in interviews about. John Cena and Randy Orton wrestling for the 1,000th time and not liking it. Again, Cesaro has the same uh, affliction that guys like Dolph Ziggler have. They don't know when to keep their fucking mouth shut and tow the company line. And when you fucking spout out shit and it gets out there, sometimes you got to pay the price. Well, and, and for former members of this network... They know that when they suffer a bad case of verbal diarrhea and piss off the ownership of the network, they suffer, Bronx, the consequences. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, I know what you're saying, but he's been getting fucked even since before those comments. Now, on a completely different note, do my eyes deceive me or is Captain James T. Kirk on your T-shirt? Yes. My God, I just gandered over and saw that. Beat me up, Scotty, for Christ's sake. Very nice. Very nice. As you can tell, I'm looking for the intelligent life. Yes. Not here. Not here or in the studio. Yes. No. Or here in New York. We're just, <laughs> we're, we're, we're winging it tonight on SNS. Well, Bron Bronx, at least you're not suffering the seven-foot snow conundrum that your neighbors to the north in Buffalo are. Brother, it missed us by 24 hours. It started off here as rain and then just disappeared. But yeah, man, Buffalo is is fucked. But the only good thing is the Jets game was delayed a night. That's always great. <laughs> well, and I mean, for those that, that know, like Bronx, uh, the Jets and the Bills collectively, um, speaking of jobbing, uh, are kind of like the doormats of the National Football League this year. Oh, yeah, I mean, just, yeah. Now, as we see, as we see in the ring in St. Louis, when the McMahon family's out stroking themselves in the back, and who cuts them off but the captain 
of Team Cena, and he's approaching the ring. But I, I really like the fact that they had that one spot. And, of course, I'm wearing headphones, so I couldn't see or couldn't hear what anybody was saying. But just the, the visual of Stephanie McMahon with her mouth wide open, holding that microphone oh so close, is something that I know is an omen for the evening, Jeff. There are children present. Well, you know. They've all had sex ed at school, right, Kill? Are we going to start this shit <laughs> this early? I mean, you can't even hear without headphones, let alone with them. Are you having a problem with your audio on your feed, Bronx? See what I mean? <laughs> I, that, that, that just rests my point. Uh, just I rest my case right there. You know, th- that had nothing to do with what I said. <sighs> I don't know, man. We, we need we need to get Shark some some freaking I don't know some some hearing aids for his fins. I don't know what's going on with you, bro. <laughs> for his fins, he didn't get it. I don't know. Do sharks have ears? I don't even know. No, sharks don't have ears. They right, explain the last ten years. Okay, that's it. That's it. You can shut up too. <laughs> well, you know. In many of the Survivor Series in the past, the tagline was feast or famine. Well, tonight for the Authority and John Cena, it is feast or famine. Because if the Authority does, in fact, win, then everybody on Team Cena minus John Cena gets fired. So no more Ziggler, no more show. You know, all those guys are gone. No more Ryback. And JBL actually said something funny for once when he said, could you imagine Ryback as a substitute teacher? I think it would be great if if John Cena's team did lose and they did vignettes of maybe Ryback as a substitute teacher. Well, and, and you know, it's an offshoot of what JBL said. Really, when you come come to think of it, that I did Bronx. I, did you hear what I said, Bronx? Anyway, yeah, fine, good. So that your hearing is fine. Anyways, um, the the thing is, is that would it be any huge loss immediately to? the shows on the WWE Network, if we were without the big show or Ryback, I hasten to say no, but I would really honestly and truly miss Dolph Ziggler. I would miss Ryback. Would you? I, I, I don't know what everybody's hate is for Ryback. I, I like the guy. I liked him when he, when he was um, beating the random jobbers every week. I liked the little push they gave him. You know, I mean, this is a, a, a fresh start for him. Unfortunately, I feel like the only reason he's getting a push is so he's on this team and they have this Survivor Series thing. But with guys like Roman Reigns out of the picture, with guys like Daniel Bryan, they don't have a lot of big, uh, fresh main event baby faces Randy that Orton they can out of have. The well, but he'll he's rumored to be there tonight. And I think that he's going to make his presence known. Obviously, they're in St. Louis, Missouri. It's his hometown. I can't see him not being there. But That would be the biggest pop of the night. But I don't understand the hate on Ryback. I mean, he's a big, lovable, you know, white meat baby face. He's the big guy. And I think he's over. Oh, he is over. He is, and you know what? Considering what they – I have to put my other headphone on. I, I think he's Stephanie's more over talking. than Roman Reigns. I, I would agree with that statement. And, and, yeah. here, and here's the thing is, is that considering – the way that they put him over when he first came into the company and then squashed him and then put him over with Kurt Henning Jr. (laughs) 
and then squashed him and now brought him back and put him in a position where they were pushing him again is is just the cyclical nature of the career of the big guy so far. And, and, and you know what? Uh, he has been doing a good job, and he hasn't been hurting too many people anymore, which, of course, was the knock on him before. Well, I mean, here, here's my thing about Ryback that I don't get. And J.J. and I have been bitching about this for I don't know how long. You know, the comparison to Goldberg, the Goldberg chance that the idiot fans always have to get. Look, one cares about the business, one doesn't. One can pretty much work in the ring, the other couldn't. One is relevant in today's lifespan, the other isn't. One needed canned cheers to be pumped into WCW events, so we think he was being cheered, the other gets real cheers. So tell me in all of that where people get, you know, I hate when the fans do that, Goldberg, where do you get that? It's like comparing apples to fucking watermelons. It's because he's big and bald. And you also forgot to say one has a podcast and one does not. Go, oh, that's right. Goldberg has a podcast now, right? Yes. And what, oh, what of course, must- but of course, guys, we're missing right now is a bit of inter-family sucking up by Stephanie and the nose. Well, I like that Vince laid it out and said that even if they lose their power, they're not going to lose their jobs. You know, their their desk jobs at WWE, they just won't be in charge. Well, I mean, the the bottom line is Triple H and Steph are in charge for real. I mean, here's where we we mix kayfabe with real life. No matter what happens tonight, they're still running the show. My feeling is the holidays are coming up, you know, and Triple H and Steph don't need to be on TV every week. Also, that rumor and I, I put it out as a rumor that Stephanie might might have a little nose brewing in the oven again. So I, I have no problem with the authority taking a hiatus for like 10 years. You know, that nose is so big, it would impregnate Stephanie. What? <laughs> is something wrong with your hearing too? No, <laughs> I, I, I missed anyway, what you said, though. Uh, no, I said that nose is so big it could impregnate Stephanie. Anyways. Vince Vince always putting himself in a position to get the biggest pop out of the crowd, and once again, he's doing it tonight. But what a way to kick off a pay-per-view with a 15-minute promo. <sighs> I was about to say, this is kind of dragging, is it not? Are we some- watching Raw or Survivor Series? I'm not really sure right now. Well, don't forget, it's free tonight, so... That is true. It is free for those who subscribed it's not free for those who have been paying for the network for the last six months. No, just no. for new subscribers. Would have been nice, though, to have given us a free month, though. Well, as a bit of a perk. As you a know, bit of a perk. Considering you know, they're giving it to all new subscribers for free for the month. Yeah, but, but see, once they're done with this, they're, no, they're, gonna, they're not going to resubscribe. You know, like, and I don't understand, like, why the network is, is failing so miserably. Why, why we don't have a million subscribers on this thing is beyond me. Unless, unless it has something to do with the fact that their day-to-day product, their week-to-week product on Raw and SmackDown is just not enticing viewers to watch anymore. I find myself in the position, being a guy who's going to turn 40 next week, really second-guessing why I still watch this shit sometimes. I, I, I just don't have the same love for it that I had when I was younger. 
I don't think the stories have been as good. I don't think the wrestling has been as good. And maybe that's the key. When I say wrestling, it's been sports entertainment for so long. That's the issue. Well, and you know what? You hold the same opinion as many of us who have been following this genre of entertainment for decades, if you will. Um, you're right. It's not as good as what it was. And if you are a fan of history, of the history of this genre of entertainment, then you gravitate to dissecting and picking apart what you want to watch from the network. Case in point, in the last week, I watched the Paul Heyman DVD. I watched the first hour bio of the new Macho Man Savage DVD. Watched a little of Tommy Dreamer's House of Hardcore. Um, and watched what I wanted to watch. Um, and I don't have the network at home. Um, yet, I, I think that overall, in, in watching on a weekly basis, Raw and SmackDown like I do, and I PVR it because God only knows I can't sit through it live. I like to fast forward through the shit that I don't need to see or care to see. Um, but I think that, and I said this off the top, that... The reason I found the lead-in and the lead-up to this year's Survivor Series to be so well done is because they haven't, for a very, very long time, gone to the extent to build up one storyline the way that they have with the Authority versus Team Cena. And I, for one, have been very entertained by it, um, albeit... And that's just about it. Uh, you know, if you look at the rest of what's going on here tonight, Divas this and, uh, you know, a little bit of that, it's 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 average at best. Yet, it uh, speaking of average, um, we have the tag team of Miz and Mizdow coming up, and this is just about the dumbest thing you've ever seen in your life. Yet, Damien Mizdow is over. The WWE Universe thinks it's funny. But to my original point, that it has metamorphosized itself into such a uh, a conundrum of nothingness that once you have a good storyline like they've been portraying in the last month or so, that it means even more. Uh, I think that uh, if you go back and look at a lot of the programming on the network and how involved all their shows used to be on Raw uh, and even go back to the mid-80s with, uh, you know, USA Network's presentations and, and just every every match had, was so involved, Jeff, storyline-wise that it made sense on a weekly basis as to what you were watching as opposed to looking at the screen and going, What? See, I, I agree with you there. I watch Raw every week. Sometimes I suffer through it. You know, now that I'm working, I, I, I find that my time is limited with everything. So I personally, like, there's two hours of wrestling each week that I have to see, and it's not Raw. I would, I would much rather watch an hour of Lucha Underground and an hour of NXT you know, and if I can watch Raw, that's great. Since I do Unplugged, obviously I have to cover Raw. But I've been more impressed with NXT and Lucha Underground in the last month 
than anything they've done. Now, granted, I'm looking forward to this show for several reasons because I really want to see how this stipulation plays out with Team Cena versus Team Authority. I want to see if Sting does, in fact, show up tonight. There are things on this pay-per-view that interest me. But for the most part, you know, I just find myself wondering, what's next? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with you're looking at three guys and hosting this show who are all older wrestling fans. And I think we give a unique perspective. You know, for a 15, 16-year-old kid who's watching this, it's fine or who's been uh, more more to the point, been watching Raw and SmackDown for the last two years, it's all fine because I don't know how many, and this could even have something to do with the, the problems they're having with the network, how many younger folk really want to go back and relive that nostalgia. And, and it seems like, too, they, they advertise the network as a way to watch pay-per-views. I don't think they're doing enough advertising wise to make you aware of all the other stuff that's on there that caters to the older wrestling fans like us that we can go back and watch i love going back and watching saturday night's main event well you ask a 16 year old wrestling fan about saturday night's main event and they're like what you know i think that has a lot to do with it too but i agree with shark i agree with jj that uh yeah it's like i i watch raw because i have to you know, cover it for Unplugged, and I do enjoy it sometimes, but more than not, I'd, like, just rather skip it. it. It's just, it's one of those deals where you could miss three episodes of Raw, come back, and still know what's going on. It's like General Hospital. And here, here's the thing, and you made a good point, Bronx, and that's that they do not, I think, advertise, I agree with you 150%, enough of what in actuality is on the network, you can go back and, and watch old Smoky Mountain, um, NWA, um, you know, WCW th- stuff when it was really interesting. Um, but here's another perspective. And we live in a country called Canada up here north of the 49th. And there are more per capita wrestling fans in Canada than in any other country in the world. Fact, look it up. And the fact that the WWE Network has been, unless you are a Rogers Cable subscriber in the province of Ontario, for all intents and purposes, not available. You know, they advertise, get the WWE Net Pack. Well, call your local service provider. You call, and they don't carry the NetPack or the WWE Network, TELUS, Shaw, uh, it, n- n- nobody except Rogers in Ontario. So you got a, a couple of million wrestling fans, at least in Canada, if not more, with zero access to the network. And, and those that want to pay for it can't get it. So. That's one thing, in my own humble opinion, that they fumbled miserably and is directly reflective of the um, waning subscription amounts of the network. If it was available across Canada to everybody that wanted it, it would be up substantially. I would agree with that. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump into our quick picks as we've got a tag team 
uh, fatal four-way, one-fall-to-a-finish match going on with four tag teams. We have the the Matadors, Diego and um, what's his name? Correct. You're right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Diego and what's his name? I like it. You got you got Miz and Miz Dow. You got the Usos, and you have the tag team champions of Gold and Stardust. Apparently, Goldust has lost the dust part of his name now. Uh, Goldust and Stardust defending, obviously. Right now, we're seeing Miz in there with Diego, or <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Fernando. Fernando. Shark Jr. gets the rubber tortilla tonight. <laughs> he's, got, he's on par right there. That's it. Fernando and Diego, I have no, I, I absolutely have no idea which one is which. Oh, I hate, I hate that name, Fernando. Reminds me of that Abba stupid song. I, I still think that they should have them differentiate by having like the different color bandanas. Yeah, you know, much like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, one wears blue, one wears purple, one wears orange, that one wears red. Sense. You know, I mean, it, it would be nice. Well, to be able to tell the difference. And you used to be able to tell Jimmy and Jay apart until they went and got the same chest tattoo. <laughs> well, you know? Jimmy Jimmy has face paint on the left side of the face. All right. I believe. And Jay has the right. So I think that's how you tell oh, them. Yeah, apart. you're right. I just confirmed that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's start the quick picks out. Uh, Bronx, who's going over here and why? You know, I'm going to go out on a limb, a real limb. Don't do that. You might fall that, off. Gee, you might break the limb. You'll break the limb and, and you'll be hurt. And then Don't do that. And then you'll break a limb. True that. My fat ass might be falling off a limb, especially after Thanksgiving. But, you know, to me, I think that with the popularity of Ms. Dow, now not the Miz, but the but Ms. Dow, I can almost see them. And this is my pick. Ms. and Ms. Dow take it here tonight just so they can continue this storyline. I think it would. Them having the belts will add a new dynamic to this whole, oh, well, he's my, you know, stunt double shit. I think that's where they're going to go. I'm going to call it Miz and Miz Dow, but I really can't tell with this match. But that's my pick. Shark. Star and gold. <laughs> that That is the quickest quick pick in the history of quick picks. Wow. Wait, wait. I, I've got... I've got some really long ones for later on, Fuck. so I, I thought I'd start off with that. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that uh, Goldie and Stardust retain. Uh, I, I don't see the need to put them back on the Usos. They had a nice long run. I don't see Fernando and Diego uh, getting those belts anytime soon. I don't think that uh, Miz and Ms. Dow are going to end up with them, so... It just makes more sense that uh, Gold and Stardust are going to retain here. And I think that this may lead, this may start the friction between Miz and Ms. Dow. Well, I mean, it's already started. I mean, at some point, Damian Ms. Dow is going to be the uh, the biggest face going well, it, into this. It, so it, it, why it, not? It already started. The, the, the fans were egging on uh, Miz to tag Ms. Dow, and he wouldn't do it, and they shit all over Miz. They're... 150% behind Damian Mizdow right now. On a personal record, I think this whole Mizdow thing is stupid, and I'm not buying into it. You said that three months ago. I know. I, <laughs> you know, I, I, just watching him flop around like a fish on the outside, it was funny the first time, but, you know, months later, it's not really funny. It's pretty fucking lame. It's getting old. Yeah, it's definitely outstayed. It's welcome, but, again... I posed this question a million times. I might as well make it a million and one. 
you break up Miz and Mizdow, and what is there for Mizdow to do? Because now he doesn't have the guy to imitate. Uh, here, here's an idea. He goes back to being Damian Sandow. That's right. He goes back to being who he was before. Uh, I, I, I just, it, it's just fucking lame, guys. And you know what's even worse? Like, this match has been great so far, but why couldn't we have an elimination tag instead of a one fall? With four teams, why did you not go the extra mile and make it an elimination? Because that would give them an extra time. It, it would give them extra time. Yeah. It would also make it easier as opposed to having four fucking teams and a clusterfuck finish. You know, it's the Survivor Series. We're used to seeing elimination matches. What's wrong with having a fatal four-way elimination match? Because, well, we've got a Divas match coming up. Hey, this this pay-per-view used to be nothing but elimination matches. Yeah. Teams, Teams of five, of five strive, strive to survive. to survive. That's right. That's it. That's it. Remember the hearts in the Rougeau? Remember, remember the, that? The, 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 what was it? The, uh, uh, the jumping bomb angels or whatever? That's it. Yes. Yeah. Famous. I think the best Survivor Series I ever saw was the one in Boston Garden. Wow. Go, go and look at that. There's been some amazing Survivor Series. Uh, and for years and years, like Jeff said, it was only... Teams of five strive to survive. Rowdies or Roddy's Rowdies versus uh, uh, Rude the Rude Brood. The Rude Brood. Yes. 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 They had all kinds of great shit. Yeah. And how great was it? How great was it for a baby face that you wanted to build to put him in that one on five situation, a one on four situation where the crowd was going nuts to see that baby face survive? I mean, yeah, you only really did it maybe for the main one, but it was so I also miss and, and I'm sure they'll do it tonight to some extent. I miss the Thanksgiving theme. I miss the pies at ringside. With Gobble the, the gobbledygooker. No. Huh? No. <laughs> Come on. No. You liked them. No, we just ate the gobbledygooker. Right. U.S. Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday. I'll be working, unfortunately. NFL triple header, lots of turkey. Here in Canada, they have this new gimmick, uh, Bronx. It's called turducken, which is like turkey stuffed into a duck. Turducken. You're you're kidding me, I'm right? not kidding. I'm, I'm not kidding. I wish I was kidding. Not you kidding. Know, I, I've actually heard of one that's, that's turkey, duck, and chicken all mixed together. Is that called fucking stupid? That's, <laughs> it's called fucking heart attack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's bad enough that they cut the turkey's head off and then remove his internal organs and shove them up his ass. Now you have to have another bird shoved up your ass, too? No, I no, mean, no. Really? no after, the, the, after the turkey's been de-assed, if you will, then they <laughs> take said, said turkey and stuff it into a duck. Then they bread the entire thing and deep fry it. And then slice it and serve it to you. And people are actually paying good money for this, what they consider to be delicacy. And I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. Really? Yeah, no this thanks. show is not sponsored by PETA, by the way. <laughs> wow. I'll tell you, you know the sad thing? To me, it sounds delicious. I'd try it. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, I'd settle on some queso, actually. But we might have to discuss that for the uh, for the Wild Turkey Fest come December, Jeff. Yeah, we'll see. All right. We'll see. If everybody's chipping in, we might do that. It ain't cheap. I, I recall. Yeah. 
And it's mainly the prices here in Canada. That's why. Right. Back home, it, it's cheap. Back here, not so much. Right. Bro, See, it's it, it's expensive everywhere. Cheese is like so expensive now. It's a delicacy. You know, I was thinking back. I was watching something on the network before this aired tonight. They had a best and worst of Survivor Series countdown episode. And it reminded me of a lot of things that I liked about Survivor Series. I still maintain my favorite Survivor Series of the last 20 years was 2003. Because you had Team Brock versus Team Angle. You know, you had Albert and Nathan Jones and Brock Lesnar and Matt Morgan was was Team Brock Lesnar. And you had Kurt Angle's team, which I believe was Benoit and John Cena. And I can't remember who else was on that team. But you also had the um, the ambulance match with Shane McMahon and Kane. There was also the Buried Alive match between Vince McMahon and um, The Undertaker. And you also had that five-on-five Team Stone Cold versus Team Bischoff in which Shawn Michaels was the sole survivor of his team. And then... The step was that if Austin's team won, then Bischoff was done. And if Team Bischoff won, then Austin had to retire. And in the end, Batista and Randy Orton cost Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin retired from the business. And it was a, it was a great fucking effort because there was like, I think it was like 30 minutes Shawn Michaels was by himself and taking all kinds of damage from everybody on that team. Probably, in my opinion, the best Survivor Series of the last 20 years was 2003. You see, and, and everything that you've just explained is because at the time, everything was so meticulously booked. And now it's, you know, it's, it's hot-shotted. You know, you, you got storylines that have a two- to three-week shelf life, and bang, and that guy loses, and... It's it's very cookie cutter and and very quick, and the the build up from pay per view to pay per view is, well, you know, logistically, uh, timeline wise, it's it's three and a half weeks. So, you know, I just it, the whole the whole genre, the whole uh, wrestling slash sports entertainment way in which they presented it to the viewing audience was. In those days, and those days aren't that long ago, was much more meticulous in, in, in their presentation. Well, I will say, you know, these six guys on this match right now who... You mean the eight guys? Eight guys, excuse me. And then this match right now, who are never really put in a big main event spot. They are busting their ass, man. This has been a very, very entertaining, high-flying, crazy fucking match. So I got to give it to all of these guys. I know, I know we're poking a little fun at them, but they're really, especially the Dusts and, um, you know, Fernando and Diego, they're really working it. The Usos always working it. I have not seen Miz and Miz Dow in the ring for 10 minutes. Oh, here comes Torito. We're about to have a multi-man spot. Torito runs the ropes. I think Torito should be sponsored by Doritos. Right? Uh, Ed, huh? Yeah. 
There's bodies everywhere outside, man. It's it's a clusterfuck. It's like fuck. a car wreck on 990. <laughs> by God, and, and they've got families. Damn it, they've got families. And by the way, for those of you along the line that were making fun of Bronx when he said all six members of this match. It's not Bronx's fault. He he's, doesn't have 100% eyesight. So, in fact, to Bronx, the eight looked like six. <laughs> well, I haven't fucking seen Miz and Miz in so long that I got confused. And, I mean, and there's a very good reason why he thought it was only six. Well, you know, when you, when you mix up Miz and Miz and Fernando and Diego, I, I can understand the six. Exactly. So, Bronx gets a pass. He gets a pass yes, this time. Yes, Oh, we got the Tower oh, of Doom. Oh, Jesus. They should have stuck Torito on top of that. That would have been neat. He'd been like the star on the Christmas tree. Oh. Business is definitely picking up. Oh, as Miz throws an Uso right into the post. And here, the ne- the universe in St. Louis goes bananas. As Damian Mizdow gets the three count. And <laughs> you're new at Bronx's right. Bronx's right. Hell has frozen over. Bronx's right. Wow. Miz and Mizdow, you're new. WWE Tag Team Champions. Holy shit. Way to go, Bronxy. I just had the feeling. And, and mind you. He had an epiphany. Mind you, this tag team win is not because of one fucking thing the Miz has done. It's because Damian Mizdow is so over. So over. I'm just, I just knew it. I'm just glad when you went on that limb, it didn't break and you didn't fall to your death. It was bending. It was bending. <laughs> I was I was shaking. Peter tottering, you know. But then, then, <laughs> Miz and Miz Dow came through and saved the Bronx, Bronxzilla. So, I'm, I really don't care because those belts don't mean shit. It, it's like, okay, they got the belts. Okay. <clears throat> Next. Do you know what happens now? Tomorrow no. we have to recycle the shit with Kane and, and Daniel Bryan where Miz walks around, I'm the tag team champions, and Miz Dow's, no, I'm the tag team champions. God spare us you, all. I, I bet you money oh, that's God. going to happen. Wow. Or Miz puts over, I won the tag team titles all by myself because he's just my stunt double, and that is where the friction starts. I don't know. I don't know where they go from here. I have no clue, but I'm just, hey, I called it. I took a chance, and I got it right. What Who, who would have thunk it? And he's kissing his fucking hands, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and and, and oh, I, Miz, has got, Miz has got both t- straps. He's going to have to go get some toy championship belts, I guess. Yeah, there you go. You go to Walmart and 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but because they're doubles, wouldn't they both have to co- uh, carry two belts? You make a great point. That is a good point, Bronx. Yeah. Wow. Imagine that shit. Like fucking, you have Miz come out with the two real titles, and then you have Miz Dow come out, but not even with good replicas. Like the freaking styrofoam plastic ones we all had when we were like five years old. Either that or he makes them out of cardboard. That's even better. Yeah. Oh, gee, do I have to watch Raw tomorrow night because Larry the fucking cable guy's on it? Oh. God damn. Ashley is my name in chat room calls him Larry the disabled guy. I don't know how to feel about that. (laughs) That's funny. Way to go, Ashley. I I was actually more hyped for Grumpy Cat than I am uh, Larry the cable guy. 
Larry, uh, the ca- they, Larry the Cable Guy has had some funny shit. Get her done. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, seeing now they're advertising I, Stone Cold's podcast. Yes, notice they don't advertise Jr.'s podcast. They won't even let talent go on his show. No, no. Now he's the voice. Even before uh, that, oh, okay. even before that, all right. They ever since they got rid of him, they fucking blackballed Jr. For you, you know, I'd, I'd really like to have somebody find out. Wow, on Stone Cold's podcast, VKM is going to be on. Wow, I. I I just would love to know what did Jr. do to? I mean, I know they they held him responsible for Flair getting out of hand, but you know there there has to be more to it than that. I'll tell you what the problem is. Vince McMahon is at butt hurt with Jr. for a long time because Vince McMahon, deep in his black heart, knows that Jr. knows more about booking wrestling than he does. That's the bottom line. I could go back. Have you ever read Jr. getting in trouble with the company? No. Have you ever heard about Jr. opening his mouth? No. And saying something he shouldn't? No. I just think that I don't. I've heard some people say Vince McMahon doesn't like Southern people, and I hate to say it, but I kind of think that there's some some truth to that. Bunny getting bitch slapped in three, two, one. <laughs> wow. I think the most amazing thing is that Titus O'Neil is still employed. Why? What's wrong with Titus O'Neil? Nothing. I like him. I just, for everything and everybody that's gotten fired and and let go over the last year, that these two are still, that they're still around. Well, they need Slater because he's a great jobber. Yes. Slater's great at putting people over. Absolutely. Yeah. I like Slater a lot. He had to grow on me, but I like Slater. Uh, Titus O'Neil could be a, a, a formidable big guy. He's done some great stuff on NXT with Sami Zayn and Adrian Neville. So I, th- I thought he and Darren Young were a fantastic tag team. They were. You well, ever, you, I mean, you, you ever notice they don't really let the black guys get a get a tag title run ever? It seems like Crime Time had I don't know how many number one contenderships for the title. They were the number one contenders, never got a title shot. Uh, I don't remember Darren Young and Titus O'Neil ever getting a title shot for a tag belt. Maybe I'm wrong. I just don't ever remember that. The virgin ring announcer, Eden Styles making her pay-per-view debut. Isn't that uh, Stardust's wife? Correct. Yes. It is. I'll tell you, though, I mean, I, I always thought Titus O'Neil, especially, do you remember when they gave the poor bastard like that two-week run where he was cutting a few promos and getting over a little bit? I, I disagree. I, I think Titus is uh, just, I think he could have a shot if they used him right. He's a big dude, got a good look, almost kind of reminds me a little bit of an you know, old-school Bad News Brown, big, muscular black dude. Not too bad on the mic. I just don't think they've given him an opportunity. No matter how good you are, if you're not given an opportunity, you don't have a chance to shine. It's very true. For those of you that might have missed the pre-show before the pay-per-view began, uh, Fandango re-debuted tonight, had a new gimmick, new outfit. He's still a dancer, but uh, Rosa Mendez is now with Fandango. And so uh, he did like a little Latin dance with her. It was pretty, uh, pretty cool. I loathe Rosa Mendez. What is your hate on for Rosa Mendez? What? Ah, I just, I've never liked her. I think she's ugly as shit. 
And uh, I love I like her breasts though. Uh, I'll give her those two, those two things. Uh, that's it. That's it. Uh, but she's she's off of the she's off of divas, correct? No, she's on divas. She's still on when it returns. Yeah, they, they just brought they just put her on this season. Yeah, so no, she's I know, on. But this season is already done. No, no, it's halfway over. Oh, okay, we're in mid season. Yeah, it comes back in January. Hiatus. Yeah. Speaking of, can't believe she's still with the company after having a bit of kleptomania. Uh, Crikey, I think I stole my iPhone case out the Walmart. <laughs> uh-huh. The former Mrs. Dylan Knight, the former Mrs. Scotty Mack. Bold, she- bold prediction, Emma is the first one eliminated for her team. <laughs> Somebody say that in chat? <laughs> no, that's me oh, saying that's that you. now. Well, that, that, would be, that would be part and parcel and probably true. I'm really everyone, s- <clears throat> everyone who cares about this match, raise your hand. I see all the amputees in the house now. <laughs> oh, it's fucking, it's time to go get your nachos and take a piss, folks. I thought it was the chicken match. Yeah, the chicken <laughs> match. By the way, tonight's uh, pay-per-view is here on the SNS Radio Network is sponsored by Colonel Sanders. That's right. Our next commercial break, I'm going to have me another, uh, another, another something. There's like half a bucket over here. We well, goddamn. All right, all right. Let's have some chicken. All right. You fuck both of you. <laughs> fuck you. I haven't had KFC in months because there's none around here. Well, really? You got who, no KFC? Whose fault is that? You're having a turkey next week, so fuck you. There's no KFC in the, in the Bronx? There is, but there's just none near me. The one that was near me, I swear on my mom, was closed down by the fucking health department. <laughs> These crazy motherfuckers in Canada celebrate Thanksgiving in fucking October. Yeah. Oh, don't start that shit now, JJ. I still don't understand. I still don't understand how the pilgrims uh, that landed in Plymouth Rock in the United States, mind you. I told you this story. And many had times. Thanksgiving in November, the fourth fucking Thursday of November. And yet, you motherfuckers in Canada got to celebrate it a month earlier before fucking Halloween. It's because they got lost and they came here first. I told you this Bullshit. Before. Look it up. Anyways. Fucking Canadians think they won the war. They think that everything happened here first. You know, like Tim Hortons was a war hero. Fucking crazy shit. Tim Canada. Horton wasn't a war hero, goddammit. He was a goddamn hockey player. Jesus. And the worst part is he died in a car accident. And he they did. Have, and they have a fucking thing called Tim Bits. Yes. That's fucking horrible. The guy dies in a car accident, yeah. gets fucking destroyed, is in pieces, yeah. and you motherfuckers celebrate by having Tim Bits Tim and Bits. coffee. That's you it. motherfuckers he, are sick. He wore number seven sick. for the Toronto Maple Leafs to the Buffalo Sabres. And actually, um, when Tim Horton passed, it was way before, way before... It was actually a worldwide phenomenon. He actually didn't reap the financial benefits of Tim Horton's Donuts or Timbits prior to being a bunch of Timbits himself. Let me see. What what else do I hear from Harmony all the time? How Canada has the greatest the greatest actors in the world? Because you know we got to bring up Michael J. Fox at every point. We got to bring up uh, what, what's that other famous Canadian guy that, that's from here? Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Right. Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, you know. Canada, like, spawned all the great actors. They fucking won World War II. Uh, you know, they, they Martin, fucking invaded. Martin Short. Martin Short. Martin Short. Right, there you go. Right. They invaded the United States. 
like with pitchforks. I mean, I've heard all the stories I think about we, you fucking Canadians. I, I think we need to get Harmony on the broadcast tonight to fucking further, crazy. further delve into this. You got you talk about fucking uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Revisionist history. Canadians wrote the book on revisionist history. Y'all are some fucking crazy motherfuckers. Tim Bits, wow. Yep. That's fucked up. And back to the action in the Quick ring. Quick picks, <laughs> goddammit. Shark, right. start us off. Uh, I don't know. I always like, who, who would I like to sleep with? Uh, no. All right, well, she's not going to win. So I would say... Yeah, have some chicken and and, and think. Um, definitely not Emma. Uh, let's see now. How about? No, that's not going to happen. How about I don't care? No, <laughs> I ha- no. Can I say that? No. I'll take. I don't give a fuck for five hundred, Alex. Um, let's say Naomi. What? What? No, not Naomi. Naomi's not in the match. Uh, how about teams. Alicia Fox? No, it's an elimination oh, fucking a, match, dipshit. Who's going to win? Alicia Fox. No, Her, team, 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 uh, uh, team Emma. How about that? What team is Emma on? <laughs> give a fuck. I don't you, even you give figure a figure it out. All right, you know what? Uh... I'm trying to figure out who I'm going to pick here. I'm going to pick um, Team Natty. I'm going to pick Team Page, okay? Team Page. This is her house. That's why, because it's her house. So, Bronx, save us, because I don't even fucking care. I'm just going to go with Team Natty. I mean, I don't give a fuck either. I just happen to like Natty and, and... Really want to see her get over any way she can at this point. So I'm going to go with Team Natty. But I would also go for who gives a fuck for 500. I almost wonder why I'm not taking a commercial break right now. Cause, you well, know. we kind of are. You're eating chicken. <laughs> I'm not eating anything yet. Oh, okay. All right. I'm waiting till the commercial. Shark right. Jr. Jr. I was like, Shark Jr. is eating chicken. Right. Shark, Shark Jr. Jr. is playing Super Mario Brothers. Right, and they're actually he's chasing your daughter who's running around here with $5 bills in her hands. What? Yeah. What? Probably your $5 bills. <laughs> I I have no idea like threw Lexi right under the bus I did. It's been eliminated in this match, so anytime you want to take a break, I'm fine with it because when you come back this match will probably still be going on. So Now we'll, we'll wait till this goes off before we take a break. Yeah. But- Seriously, who gives a fuck? On a completely different note. Oh, the modern day warrior Kerry Von Erich discus clothesline as administered by Natalia Neidhart. I love that maneuver. Wow, that was completely fucked up. Yeah. Botch. Two and three. I was right. Naomi won. At least she eliminated her ex-partner. She didn't win. It's a Survivor Series. I know, I know, I know. I know. She eliminated. She eliminated her former tag team partner, and now the girl in the ring with the worst hair in WWE, but great body and great gear. So, you know, are you talking about Summer's Eve? Summer's Eve. Yes, she is quite the douche, isn't she? (laughs) Freshness every time. 
Bronx is going to sing. Well, it's almost Thanksgiving, so Bronx should be singing. No, I'm happy, man. I got my turkey already. It's in the freezer. You're going to have all the trimmings, the the stuffing, the carrots, the mashed potatoes, the gravy, the, oh, yeah. the, the buns, the everything? Oh, yeah. And what's, I, what, what's for dessert in the... Uh, in the Mirabella household. No, uh, my sister's going to make cupcakes. Our thing on Thanksgiving is everything has to be homemade. So it's going to be fun. Wish you guys were here, but unfortunately, <laughs> celebrated Thanksgiving before Halloween. So it's been brought to my attention that Cameron has been eliminated. It's been brought to your attention by who? <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody in the chat. chat. Right, yeah. right. But the rest <laughs> of us don't give a fuck. Right. Oh, I don't understand why if you're only going to have two elimination matches, like we were saying, the the last match, the tag team match was really, really good. The eight man. Could that have not been OK? It wouldn't have been a traditional elimination match, but I agree. It should have been, you know, some type of elimination, you know, stipulation. You get pinned. You and your team are out. We're down to three teams. Then we're down to two instead of this shit. Wow. Flying crossbody is administered by Alicia Fox on three divas. Oh, and she's on. She's at. She's up. Uh, I can't even talk. She's on the top rope and was going to jump off, but uh, the referee told her not. You to. got the hiccups over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That motherfucker eating chicken. Don't Shut lie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> He's eating chicken. Eat your yes. fucking turkey next week, bitch. I don't want to ah, fucking hear it. Wow. <laughs> fuck you and your Thanksgiving. <laughs> Did Canada start selling the biscuits yet? Or are you guys still no, like... No, they ain't got no goddamn biscuits here. No biscuits. I don't understand that. No, do you, just have, buns. Do you at least have the sides, the mashed potatoes and the coleslaw? They Nothing. have mashed potatoes, but they don't have country gravy. It's just oh. that brown oh. shit. No chicken fried steak. No no biscuits. The only thing Southern we got here is KFC. The only thing Southern you got is fucking me. You're not even Southern anymore. I'm still fucking Southern, goddammit. Yeah. You can take the boy out the trailer park, but you can't take that trailer park out the boy. I heard that. <laughs> wow. Wow. So they don't put the good shit on the mashed potatoes. They just put, like, some brown water. That, yeah. the, the best thing about KFC mashed potatoes is the fucking gravy. The white gravy is, like, the bomb. Yeah. The white country <laughs> gravy is the shit. And, yeah, no, and Shark I, has no idea what we're talking about because well, I do. I he's just, Canadian I and has no, no never idea. Never had it. Never had it. Well, what you talking about there, eh? Uh, country gravy? What's all that about? A boot. I like the KFC gravy. The white gravy? I like that gravy. I like the A&W gravy. That's good gravy. Right? You guys and your fucking poutine. Poo. It's poutine. 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 What is poutine? No, poutine. Not. Poutine is fries dipped in gravy with cheese curds on top. Right. Ugh. I'm not a fan of it, but the Canadians here love it. I know what poutine is, but I don't know about poutine. Listen here, Ted Nugent. <laughs> Wang dang. Some sweet poontang from Cats. Well, Natalia attempted a sharpshooter on yeah. Paige until Summer's Eve. The douche that she is threw wow. her to the ground. <laughs> I think you should call the office right now and tell them to start using that. Summer's Eve makes you feel nice. Oh, that that was uh, 
Uh, summer's no, summer breeze. Summer, <laughs> summer, summer breeze. Name that tune, Shark. Right. Name that tune. Summer breeze. Who the fuck sung summer breeze? Well, you can't order Jesus. summer's eve with your cell phone because it'll disappear. Wow. So. Seals and crossed. There you go. Sum, summer breeze. Fuck me. How about that? Me? Go to fucking hell. I got it. Wow. Ah. Seals and Croft. Fucking Canadians. See, all this time-killing shit during this crappy match? Huh? I hope they're entertained. I hope there's not a mass exodus from the chat room or from the stream. I hope that you guys are entertained. Is Sean still there? <laughs> Sean doesn't have a life. He's there anyway. What are all you right, all right. About? It's oh, Sean. Shit. Sean is Sean. He's there. He's Look, a North Kakalaki oh, boy. My thing is... You look, we don't cover this shit move for move. And when there's a match on that we like could give less than a fuck about, and this match has been dragging like one of the fucking zombies from Walking Dead. It's just, you know, the ones with the legs cut off. Yeah. This match has been going, what now, 70 minutes? I don't know. Well, Summer's Eve has been eliminated courtesy of Emma with her Emma lock. Which she did after an Emma sandwich, which was probably a Vegemite sandwich. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> What's in an Emma sandwich? Fish and depression? <laughs> <laughs> probably a stolen iPod. Yeah. From Walmart. From Walmart, yes. Right. Oh, man. I mean, it's laughable. So we do. Do you remember the first of the year when, like, Emma and Paige were killing it in NXT? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was fantastic. Well, do, do you remember it now? <laughs> no. It's because it seems like it was so such a long time ago. It's amazing what nine months will do. I, I think a lot of it, I think some of it has to fall on WWE, but some of it also has to fall on the shoulders of Paige and Emma. I mean, mind you, Emma got fucked and they put her with Santino. And I mean, Paige just, her transition to the main roster has been like, wah, wah, wah. That's just me. Well, for starters, they killed Emma when she came in because they put her with Santino. That's right. the kiss of death. Son of a gun. And then she stole from Walmart, so that was the other kiss of death. She's lucky she didn't get future endeavor. I figured she was getting future endeavor, and I thought, wow, what a waste. Oh! Jesus, Natty, Natty just fucking had her teeth kicked down her throat. Oh, she just ate some soul food. <laughs> oh, I think Natty may be pissed because she oh. just... Oh, shit. She just fucking spiked her ass good. Yeah. Hell. That might have been a little stiff on her part. She, she stiffed her with that Bitch. boot. And then b the belly to block, the belly to back on the back of, oh, no, a split-legged moonsault. Wow. Well, Naomi just fucking ate somebody's knee. Yeah. Paige had her knees up. Not the first time I had. <laughs> <laughs> what a setup. Yes, thank what you. What a setup. Thank you. Do you ever get the feeling... That if if Natasha oh! <laughs> love that move, son of a bitch, wow. Naomi just spiked Paige's ass to the ground. No, he spiked her head. Spiked yeah. her. Now he's got some. No, no wonder Jimmy Uso's always smiling. Wake up every morning, get out from between those thighs. God damn, I am zero and two. I'm two and zero. Fuck you and your Thanksgiving. <laughs> Naomi can wrestle. I'll tell you right now, Naomi can wrestle, but I always get the feeling, and you guys know Natalia better than me, 
that if this suddenly turned to a shoot where if Natalia said, you know what, fuck it, I'm quitting this company, she could leave every other one of these girls a crippled mess in the ring. Did you see that fucking suplex? Like, bitch, yeah. you kicked me too hard. <laughs> yeah, Bronx, you're, you're damn right, damn right. You, you just love to watch her wrestle, but I prefer to watch her box. Oh, Bum, come bum, Thanks, Bronx, for the great setup. I appreciate it. Happy fucking Thanksgiving. On that note, we're going to take a much, we are? much overdue Yay! commercial break. Son of a bitch. You're listening to Sunday Night the Showdown. Son of a gum. And Survivor Series. And I'll oh, fuck it. You get the point. We'll be right back. Fuck you. Yeah. We're out of here. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? Sucker. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion, and you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Can you dig it, sucker? Sunday night showdown. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. Are you looking for the latest wrestling news? Well, then you should check out www.wrestling-online.com. Sign up for the newsletter. It's been around for 16 years. And it's one of the longest running newsletters on the internet today. It comes right to your inbox three to four times a week, depending on how busy the news week is. Want that access on your phone? They also have mobile apps for your iOS, Apple, and BlackBerry. The archives of all the unplugged shows, as well as columns. You can also follow WrestlingOnline.com on Twitter, at WrestlingOnline. Or check them out on Facebook, www.facebook slash WrestlingOnline. It's that simple. Wrestling-Online.com is the official news source of the SNS Radio Network. And perhaps you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.wrestling-online.com. Hey there, old school wrestling fans. This is your personal ring announcer, Sean Beckerman here, reminding you to download the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia podcast known as Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS 
Radio Network. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. From WCW, ECW, WCCW. The cream of the crop. Back to the NWA, AWA, World Wrestling Federation, to now WWE, we cover it all. Famous Feuds, our 101 series, The Horseman Files, Old School Music, Greatest Managers, Tag Teams, Promos, you name it, Beyond the Bell covers it. Kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. So tune in each and every week on the SNS Radio Network and go old school with Beyond the Bell. What you gonna do when the largest arms in the world in Hulkamania destroys you? Back to Sunday Night Showdown with continuing coverage of WWE's live special events with Bronxzilla, Tony J. Mirabella, The Great White, Mark the Shark DiCarlo, Harmony Boom Boom Jackson, and Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. Aight, aight, aight. We're back right here. Sunday Night Showdown on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, I just got finished eating, man. Shut the fuck up. I'm coming back my way. That's just the way it is. I'm in the middle of fucking eating chicken, and then all of a sudden I hear the goddamn bumper that says it's time to come back on the fucking air. And now we're setting up for Bray Wyatt versus Dean Ambrose, which I think could be a good match. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the mic, Jeff Jackson. He is Mark the Shark DiCarlo. Apparently, he doesn't have a microphone. He can't speak. Hello. I've, I'm sorry if I've got some bad news. Anyways. I was eating chicken and had to do a show. <laughs> and of course, what, what a way to ruin a commercial with bad news, Barrett. Oh, I'm telling you. you and know. then, uh, of course, joining us all the way from the NYC, he is Bronxzilla, Tony J. Mirabella. Wow. Finally coming up on a match that I've really been looking forward to for a few days. As you can tell, we've thrown professionalism out the window tonight. It doesn't exist. Just tonight? Since when haven't we? Oh, man. It's like, you know, I just don't know. These these special events. I mean, the first two matches were like, eh, you know, let's get it out of the way. And now we're moving on to something I'm actually interested in. I pray to the good Lord that the match itself can live up to the excellent excellent promo work between these two for the last month or so i mean i just don't know it's like you know these two have been killing it on raw killing it on smackdown bray wyatt going into the whole family shit you know talking about dean ambrose's father talking about his mom 
the last time I remember anything getting this personal was either between CM Punk and Undertaker or Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole. Yeah, I mean, when was the last time it got this personal? You know, remember when... Like every week? something Something's personal to somebody every week in pro wrestling. Yeah, but to this level, bro, it was like when Jericho was fucking with CM Punk and talking about how his sister was a drug addict. I mean, as far as family shit, this has been the most, you know, interpersonal storyline we've had in a long time. It's been pretty damn good. I, I, I give you that, Bronx. Uh, the... The whole storyline between Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose has been, at the beginning it was, wow, I can't believe Bray Wyatt just did that to Dean Ambrose. And I was kind of pissed off, as you recall. Uh, I thought Hell in a Cell was going to be some sort of finality in the uh, in the feud with, with former tag team partners. But all of a sudden, mysteriously, Bray Wyatt showed up for no apparent reason other than to fuck over Dean Ambrose. And uh, they've both done a magnificent job. The promos have been outstanding. The WWE Universe still invested in both of them. I I think they they really like the both of them. Um, And we're about to be, I believe, um, treated to a very good match and possibly match of the night. It has the potential <clears throat> to be match of the night. It does. But we'll see if they deliver with it. The whole Bray Wyatt thing is interesting now that he doesn't have uh, Luke Harper and Rowan at his side. And really, this will be the first major pay-per-view where we've seen him by himself one-on-one. So, I don't know. Does he have somebody new debut with him tonight? Does he have a new tag team? A lot of people were saying the Ascension would be teaming up with Bray Wyatt at some point. That would make sense. So I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what happens tonight on the uh, on the show. It's certainly not going to be Sting or McFoley. I'm pretty sure Sting is not going to be in the corner of Bray Wyatt. No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure McFoley won't be either. But you know, with all the speculation and and everything that's been written over the last 24 hours all over the internet and the IWC in general about Sting being in St. Louis, that they tried to kayfabe all the fans that thought he was incoming because of what they read on the network and and uh, so they flew him into another city and then had him secretly transported b- via the uh, cone of silence to St. Louis. Uh, who knows what's going to happen and in fact if we're going to see Sting tonight and if so in what capacity uh, but even more so than that if in fact the speculation of Sting versus Taker at Mania 31 is in fact the case, uh, I'll be very interested to see what transpires with that. Is Sting going to be the heel? And if so, he would have to do something pretty despicable to have the WWE Universe hate him. Sting will never be a heel. Sting's going to go in his last match as a babyface. More than likely... If it's not The Undertaker he's wrestling at at WrestleMania, it's going to be Triple H. There's a lot of speculation that it's going to be Triple H and Sting at Mania, and it's going to be this whole Vince McMahon, Triple H power struggle storyline. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, rumors are rumors. Originally it was Undertaker Sting, then it was 
we heard it was going to be Rock and Triple H and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, rumors are rumors, man. But let's go ahead and do our quick picks. I'll go ahead and start this one off. I think that Bray Wyatt, by hook or by crook, wins this match tonight. Uh, because it just seems to me like Dean has been the guy that's been chasing for a while. And he's the guy that continually gets screwed over. So I think he's going to continue with that role. The fans are going to eat it up because everybody loves a baby face that chases. So I think that uh, I think that Bray is going to go over here. I, I think Bray gets the win tonight. Bronx. I would say perhaps it might even be from a, you know, kayfabe, you know, Dean's father is out there in the freaking crowd. Who knows? You know, his quote unquote dad. Maybe they even do something with that. Yeah, I, I, I hope his dad is nails. I hope they bring nails in, and that's his dad. Kevin, Ke- Ke- Kevin Kelly. No, not Kevin Kelly. Yeah. But I agree Kevin I agree 100%. I think this doesn't end tonight. I, I think the promo work's been too good. The problem is if Dean goes over tonight, it kind of has to end. So I think that uh, I agree. Bray Wyatt's going to go over. They're going to continue this storyline between the two of them into the new year, and we'll see where it leads. I, I think it's a good place to... I'll use the, the word park, both of them, for now. Put them in suspended animation to decide if you want maybe Dean to be the guy to go for the title at some point. It's a good storyline to keep them both occupied. So I'm going to go Bray Wyatt, and the feud continues. Shark, feel free to expound. Uh, I, I concur. Have some more chicken there, uh, uh, gizzard breath. Anyways, uh, no, I, I, I think that the chemistry between the two of them is absolute gold. I think that the promos, as Bronx eloquently put, have been fantastic. Um, and the heel winning by dubious means, by hook or by crook, if you will, um, and having the darling Emma of the was fans. was in the last match, by the way. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, and having the, uh, the darling of the, uh, the fans' darling, uh, in this case, Dean Ambrose, get fucked over uh, is the impetus behind the the whole feud continuing and therefore... What does impotency have to do with anything? Impetus, not impotency. Gizzard breath. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and this is definitely going to continue. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, though, if there are some outside factors uh, in other characters that are going to be involved in the whole Wyatt Ambrose feud, uh, subsequently, and uh, only time will tell. But uh, I-, I gotta say that one of the best moves that any uh, performer uses in WWE right now is that vicious spear cross body block that uh, that Bray Wyatt administers. It's just fantastic, so stiff, and it looks like a million bucks. Bronx, you know what I like about the whole Wyatt breakup. And I love this. Usually when you have a faction breakup, it's because someone turns. What I love is Bray said, you know what? I'm letting these guys go. They've completed their training. I've turned them into what I wanted them to be. And I'm going to release them. They're free to do what they want. I love that, that it wasn't a classic deal where they turned on him or he turned on them. I love it. I, I've loved the whole Wyatt storyline since they debuted. And I'm a huge fan of Bray. I'm a huge fan of even Harper and Rowan. 
And it'll be great to see where this goes. And Ambrose is just as mentally <clears throat> fucked up as the only words I can think of as, as uh, Bray is. So the two of them make for, it's almost like which guy, whoever pulls off the craziest thing will be the winner. That's what I like about it. To be fair, we don't know if Rowan or Harper left the gate open and the sheep escaped, and that's why he let him go. We don't fucking know why he let him go. But didn't he say that he had set them free? Right? I think. He, he didn't use those exact words. What he, what he basically said was, I fixed them. I finished fixing them. He's using the storyline where these are two guys who were fucked up by life and came to him for guidance. And I fixed them. And I think he said something along the lines of, now I put them in your world. Which I liked. He's basically giving his blessing for them to go out on their own, which I like. Well, and it's certainly uh, you know interesting to see uh, Harper and Rowan and other storylines, and certainly really weird to see one of them as the brand new Intercontinental Champion. As we see Dean Ambrose mocking, mocking, I say. Uh, Bray Wyatt with his kind of upside down gimmick that he does. Of course, it it looks better. Sp the spider. Uh, it looks better when when Bray Wyatt does it because that long beard hangs down. He's a spider. A spider. Well, that's just that's Dean saying I can be just as crazy as you. And when John Cena was feuding with Bray, when. Daniel Bryan was feuding with Bray. Neither of them did that. Neither of them went out there and said, you know what? That shit doesn't scare me. I'm just as nuts as you are. This is why I love these two guys in the storyline. Yes. Dean Ambrose has Bray Wyatt hung up on the top rope with double boots right to the chin. And he's going up to the top rope for I would suspect the big leg drop. Yep. Ouch. Nice leg drop. Hulk Hogan ain't got shit on that, brother. He didn't have shit on Fandango's leg drop either. <laughs> that was a hell of a leg drop. Um, he's been doing that for a while, but it's funny. Yeah. You know, Hulk Hogan dropped the leg, messed up his back. Fandango's jumping from the top rope. Think about it for a minute, folks. It's going to fuck uh, your tailbone up. I think Hogan fucked up his back when he tried to pick up Andre at WrestleMania 3. And though he succeeded... I think that was the beginning of the end. <laughs> well, considering that Andre helped pick him up, I, I don't think that was it. I don't know, man. I, <clears throat> excuse me. I know Hogan's been selling it as that's when his back shit started, but who knows? You know, Hogan opens his mouth and a lie detector goes off somewhere in a courtroom. So, I don't know. As Bray Wyatt is, uh-oh, superplex Super set up. Dean's blocking the superplex. Somebody in the crowd had a sign that says, and I quote, and I quote, Bray Wyatt is my mother. <laughs> Surprised wow. that sign wasn't taken away. Both these guys on the top. Dean Ambrose desperately up. He fought out of it. A little bit of a, like of a Dusty Rhodes flip-flop and fly there. I think, baby. We'll hit him with the, with the, with the bionic elbow, if you will. Right on the top of his head. And uh, that's what he did here on the match. Oh, my goodness. That's the version of a choke slam, ladies and gentlemen. Bray Wyatt have, have hit the Yuranagi slam on Dean Ambrose, if you will. A lot of clubbing going on in this match, if you know what I'm talking about, folks. 
Well, Dusty, it would you- it wouldn't be it wouldn't be Thanksgiving without a visit from the American dream. Dusty Rhodes. I felt the need to come in here and tell everybody that listen to this fine program here and the wonderful people on the SNS radio network like Bronx Villa all the way over there in New York City. And of course, my, my good personal friend here, Mark the Shock, the Carlo in Calgary. And of course, with the money on the mic, Jeff Daxon doing a great job here on the SNS radio network covering Survivor Series, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, baby, goes for the crucifix, but he doesn't get it, baby. He didn't get it done. Well, you know what? And, and Jeff, that, that, that reminds me that soon you're going to have to bring on for an exclusive interview the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. That, that you might be able to pull off. I'm right here, baby. What are you talking about? I'm right here. No, no have, him, have him on Unplugged for, for a one-hour segment. Chuck, have- I'm busy working on Tuesday nights. I'm 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 having dinner with my family, with my boys Cody and 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 nothing, <laughs> nothing. I forgot his name, damn it. I'm having I- dinner with my boys Cody and nothing, Stardust and Goldie, if you will. I'm I'm busy working on the NXT. I'm busy. I'm busy clubbering with the wife. Really? Does, do you think your boys got screwed out of those tag titles tonight? I think it's a shame that my boys, Dustin and Cody, lost the belt to the Miz and his stunt double. It's ridiculous, baby. It's ridiculous. And while you're having dinner in the Rhodes household, is it a black with yellow polka dot tablecloth? It is. We took all my former WWE outfits that Vince McMahon so tragically made me wear in the prime of my career, and we use them as tablecloth and curtains in my family home. And is the butler being currently played by J.J. Dillon? No, but J.J. comes over every Saturday, Saturday. and has dinner with the Rhodes family, if you will. Now, I got to go. Vince McMahon is looking at me like I shouldn't be on the phone. Y'all have a great rest of the show. And all you other people in the United States, have a happy Thanksgiving. And to all you fucking Canadians out there, y'all stupid. Thanksgiving is the fourth Thursday of every November. Fuck y'all. Dream is out. Thanks, Dream. Wow, wow, that just happened. An, a guest appearance through great expense. Vince, the check's in the mail. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, live on Sunday Night Showdown here on the SNS Radio Network. Dusty was here? It, it doesn't cost what? us a dime. We're so over that Dusty just calls in. Well, I went to go take a piss and Dusty came on you, the show. You, you missed Dusty, yes. Are you fucking kidding no, me? No, not at all. No, I don't. Why care. does that guy always show up when I'm not around? Well, because he waits till you leave, and then he shows up. Yeah, but the amazing thing is, he has a way of getting on the network. JJ didn't even have to answer the phone. I just look on Skype and I see Dusty Rhodes. I, the fuck? It's amazing, man. And he's he seems to be enjoying this match. As am I. This is Bray, this Bray Wyatt great. on the microphone trying to tell and 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 convince Dean Ambrose. That they can rule the world together. Because everybody wants to rule the world, as as Tears for Fears once sang. <laughs> I'd like to see Sid come out and just kill both of them and leave. <laughs> Sid? Yeah, the man who rules the world, oh, brother. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. I miss Sid Justice, or Vicious, if you will. Sid oh. Vicious is the man, ruler of the world. Still, what are the most gruesome 
injuries in the history of pro wrestling. The off the top of the rope. Oops, snap. Oh, Ooh, that's not going to be good for your ankle. No, nah, don't even make me think of that. That was, oh, God. Getting sick visualizing it in my mind. As, as Dean Ambrose is wondering, should he use this steel chair? The referee's telling him if you use this chair, it's over. Bray Wyatt's saying, go on, hit me, motherfucker. Hit the referee and then hit Bray Wyatt. Come on, waffle Mike Kyoto. People want to see that. <laughs> Come on, Kyoto can take it. God love Mike Kyoto. He's been around. If you have ever talked to Mike Kyoto, got one of the most vivid and colorful senses of humor. Funny, funny guy. And there it is. Ambrose waffles Bray Wyatt with the chair, and Kyoto disqualifies Dean Ambrose. Boo, boo, and double boo for that finish. Well, double I'm underhook. Oh, DDT. On, on the plus side, I got one right. Even, yeah. though, even though it was a DQ, I still got it. No, D, yeah, you did. Yeah. Damn it, Shark Jr. I got to take my wins when I can get them. Yeah. C can I ask a question? No, could you can't. Not, <laughs> fuck, could we have not cut five minutes off that last abortion of a shit fest we fucking saw and given this match five, ten more motherfucking minutes? A match that I was actually enjoying. Could could well I mean uh, well it looks like now more yeah, shit's gonna happen. Yeah, the tables. Five more fucking minutes. I mean, really. Can, can can I just say that so far this Survivor Series is sucking? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not impressed so no. far. And, and you're not easily impressed, generally. You know, as is as is widely but, known. But I am easily depressed. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah. So I was right. The the feud continues, but a uh, a DQ finish never is what I would have dreamt was going to be the case with the finish of the Ambrose Bray Wyatt match. But it has been, and uh, it continues as Ambrose puts Bray Wyatt on the table now, elevating himself up to the top rope. I sense a. Uh, anybody think? Bray Wyatt's going to move. Quick. Does he move? Yes. <laughs> no. He ain't moving. See, Big I elbow. have no problem with the DQ finish if it would have happened 10 minutes later. I have no problem with the finish. My problem is with the length of the match. It was good. It proved that Bray Wyatt really did get into Dean Ambrose's head. I'm fine with that. My only problem thus far is the length. Now, mind you, don't 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 misunderstand. I'm liking what Dean Ambrose is doing after the fact. Yeah, me too. I just think the way that match came about was bullshit. More furniture as Dean Ambrose goes underneath the ring once again, gets some more chairs. Yeah, but you got to remember, Bray Wyatt's the guy who John Cena buried under. What was that thing he threw him in? And he was gone for like two, three weeks and then said, Cena sent me to hell and I rose from the dead. Remember that? No, I don't. I can so, remember shit from 20 years ago, but I don't remember anything you're talking about right now. <laughs> John Cena did some shit where he him you, and Ray you, had a hardcore match and he threw him like into this 
this thing like it was a big, I don't remember what it was. And then you didn't see Bray for a week or two, and he sold that John Cena sent me to hell, and I've risen again. Mr. Money on the mic, as you are about to turn 40, you will you will find out that as you grow older, you can't remember what happened last week, but it's crystal clear in your brain as to what happened 30 years ago. Who the fuck are you people and why are you in my house? <laughs> oh, it's Hardy. The dementia is already set in. All right. Oh, shit, we got a fucking... Okay, so basically this means that we will have a TLC match between these two at some point. Look at that steroid uh, ladder. Well, considering December is TLC... That would be the setup. See, now the order of pay-per-views is completely lost in my mind. You get a goddamn rubber taco, you fucking... I can't believe you just said that shit. No, you're the one who couldn't remember what I was talking about between Bray and fucking Cena when it's clear in my mind. Motherfucker, the shit's unentertaining. That's the difference. Well, I know on, what on. pay-per-view they're having every goddamn month. You couldn't remember Fernando's name. <laughs> no, neither, neither could anyone else in the WWE universe. It's because so. nobody gives a rat's ass. What is fucking Dean Ambrose doing? He's got the ladder set up on the left side of the ring. Bray is through one table with another on top of him. Numerous chairs surrounding him. And it looks like Dean's going to go to the top of that ladder and kill himself. Well, he's going to, yeah, he's going he's gonna to drop that big elbow. But why would you drop an elbow onto a, onto a table? You know, like maybe do like a double, do like a Mad Dog Vachon double stomp or something. So you're not killing yourself. He's crazy, Shark. They're selling oh, these nuts. Look at them. Yeah. No, you know what? He's not going to do anything off the top because his music just hit, and this is the segue out spot of the match. This was so, like, damn it, play his music so he doesn't jump off the goddamn ladder. Yeah. He's crazy. He's a lunatic fringe. God damn it. He's going to jump. Yeah, let's, let's sell the next pay-per-view for the people who didn't pay for this one. Tonight's broadcast what? is brought to you by KFC and Mio. Oh, I was wondering where the hell you were squirting into your bottle of water over there. Tamiyo Sport. Oh, okay. This is uh, this flavor is cherry blackberry, and it's Ooh. awesome. Ooh, that's that, that's some good shit right there, folks. Sounds good. What is that? Like one of those things you put in your water to give it flavor? Yeah, like, Tamiyo. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They 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 had a great deal for them uh, yesterday at Safeway. They were like two for five dollars. So, oh, I'm bad. And since I've been drinking a lot of water, I want something to flavor the water up, right? So, Yeah, that's good. You lose a lot of weight drinking water, man. I've been drinking a lot of water my damn self, but uh, I'll fuck all that up Thursday. I still got to have a soda every now and then. Like in the morning, sometimes I got to have one to wake me up because I get up at 6 in the morning, and I don't get home sometimes till 7, depending on the traffic you, here. You don't like coffee, JJ? No, I don't like coffee. Really? My grandfather wow. fucked me up with coffee. When I was like seven or eight years old, he made me drink a, a cup of black coffee. Yeah, the black isn't the way to drink it. And, and and I just, I won't touch it. Yeah, some cream and some I won't sweetener and it. sugar. It's, I won't do it. I, I do about four cups a day. I won't touch it. Yeah. Good, I love coffee. Good stuff. Well, fuck you and fuck him too, okay? I won't touch it. It wakes you the fuck up in the morning, gets your, gets your tank going. Yeah. Love the coffee. I'm with you, Bronx. Had a brother. That was uh, 
Remember I said that that had possibilities of being match of the night? Yeah, well, I did. I, I was right, but it's not. No. Well, no, the sad thing is it is thus far, and that's more sad than anything else. <laughs> thus far, it really is. As, oh, great, we're getting uh, WWE merchandise advertisements. Love it. Christmas I, is coming. I'm trying to figure out why I stopped playing WWE 2K15 to do a show tonight. <laughs> what was I thinking? Oh. Team Authority. Team Heal. And, and. What are you thinking if you're Jamie Noble, just like a career I'm cruiserweight thinking, and I'm, a career jobber, and now he's in a he's in a main event storyline? I'm thinking, God damn it, I'm on TV and I'm making money again. Exactly. And same with Joey Mercury, for Christ's sake. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's about feeding your family. I mean, if they can get paid to go out there and be Stooges version 2.0, because that's what they remind me of. They are the Stooges version 2. I mean, Everyone's been saying that shit. That's what they are. I'm just, man, this main event has so many questions. You know, I, I had said on Facebook I was looking forward to this pay-per-view. Well, <laughs> I don't know, man. I got to agree with JJ. That thus far, it's been a little bit on the weak side. I mean, hopefully it picks up. I'm hoping for a great main event, but I don't know, man. It's just been like, ugh. I think we've been more entertaining than the fucking pay-per-view, talking about oh, That happens on a month-by-month -month basis. Fucking J.J. healing on Canada and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Guest appearance by the American Dream, you know? That was, that was the highlight of the night. I'm telling you, man, it's like, you know, insert random heel here. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm okay with the team they put together, like Rusev. I mean, but I... Well... It's a good way for Rusev to get eliminated without still technically getting a pinfall or submission loss. You know, he's going to get eliminated, I think, somehow. But I, maybe now you can be DQ'd in a five on five Survivor Series match, correct? Maybe. Yeah, I think you can be. Because I, I'm I wondering, in order for Team Cena to win, if they do win, how do you get Rusev out of there without him getting pinned or submitted? Throw him over the top rope. That doesn't count. No? No. This isn't. God damn it, Shark. The Royal Rumble isn't until January. No, I, I know. I know. Just, you know, who knows what stipulation <laughs> that they're going to throw into the mix at any given moment. As we saw on, uh, on Raw where, uh, uh, where Ziggles and... Another member of Team Cena was barred from ringside just at the spur of the moment. Anything can happen. In the main event, when we do the quick picks, I won't spoil it now. I am going to make a prediction that is either going to make me look like the most intelligent wrestling fan on the planet or the biggest fucking idiot. So we'll see. I'll save that for the main event. But I have an idea about something that's going to go down tonight. I'm going for the latter on that one. What, did I look like a fucking idiot? Exactly. The latter or the latter? The latter <laughs> or the latter. Right. Why does Rusev always look so serious when he stands there? You ever notice that? He just he stares. I, he just stands there and yeah. he like looks all serious. Nostrova. Why so serious? Lana's his handler, you know, which I always thought is an insulting term. You ever hear when they call a manager a handler? Oh, wait, wait. 
Triple H is getting Rusev pumped up now. There we go. He lives. He shows emotion. Yes, he does have a brain. So I was what? playing uh, WWE 2K15 earlier today. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying the, the game, actually. Um, as we get Adam Rose and the bunny coming out. Oh, God. And um, I'm playing the My Career Mode, which started me off in NXT, which was kind of cool. I'm now on the SmackDown brand after about eight hours of gameplay. Well, and not not all in one sitting, right? Like, I've, I've played a couple times over the week. But I'm eight hours into my game. Uh, I've been the Intercontinental Champion two or three times on SmackDown. Uh, I just got through with a feud with the Shield. Uh, they came out and triple power bombed me, and then I had a, about a three-month feud with them, which ended at Elimination Chamber when I beat the fuck out of Roman Reigns. That was fun. And uh, then I fought John Cena. Beat him by countouts. Only because when I brought him in at the last second and DDT'd him a la Randy Orton, he wasn't officially still in the ring, so he got counted out, which kind of pissed me off. But then I beat the crap out of Brock Lesnar. That was fun. I beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar. And the whole time I was doing it, I was like, that's for not being here, you motherfucker. It was fun. And that was the last match I played before uh, before doing the show stuff tonight. So, uh, Slater and Gator. I wow. really hope that no one heard that because you've got to get that out of the archive right away. Because if they hear that Brock Lesnar showed up on your universe, that means that they're going to have to renegotiate his contract. Well, no, it wasn't he my universe. It was just the my, my career mode. And Vicky Guerrero was pissed at me because I was getting over. And she was trying to hold me down. And so she put me up against John Cena and then Brock Lesnar because I beat John Cena via countout. Even but though he, I should have got the pinfall on him, I beat him via countout. And so the next step was to give me Brock Lesnar. And I beat his ass. Well, he made an appearance, so he's still going to get paid something. He probably has it in his contract. They're probably hacking your system, and any time he appears on the console, they got to pay him. No, hey, at least he's showing up in my game. It might be the only time he shows up for the next six months, but he was there. Is it sad and depressing to anyone else that this is on a quote-unquote, well, special event? I, I feel like we were watching Raw tonight. This is not Survivor Series. This is a fucking glorified Raw. Nice super kick by Heath Slater on uh, Adam Rose. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly, uh, I was ex expecting pomp and circumstance and something really special tonight. Boy, the was main I event, wrong. The main event will deliver. It, it will. Everything it else will. has yeah. been shit. Yeah. Do we have to give quick picks on this match? <clears throat> um, um, I'll start it off. Quick pick. Who gives a fuck? Somehow Adam Rose. Now, nah, fuck it. I'm going Slater and Gator. <laughs> Slater and Gator get the win. Bronx? Yeah, I, as much as I like the bunny, and this wasn't even an announced match, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Slater and Gator. Somehow the bunny is going to fuck up, and, and Adam Rose is going to lose again. <clears throat> Slater and Gator. And hopefully it'll be over in a hurry. Oh, no. Let's, let's give this match 25 minutes instead of the Ambrose fucking Wyatt match. Hey, if you thought the pay-per-view sucked so far... Wait till they lose, 
and Adam Rose in the bunny scuffle, and the bunny is revealed to be Sting. <laughs> or Randy Orton. No. I read that shit tonight, and I was like, really? Do you honestly think that's how they debut Sting? If they did, it would be worse than the finger poke of doom. Sting would never come out as the bunny, folks. It would never happen. He would never sign a contract to be the bunny. It just ain't going to happen. Anybody that thinks Sting is the bunny is a fucking moron. I think it's Joe Henning. No, it's not. It's somebody taller. Speaking of which, that's who I beat to be Intercontinental Champion in my game. Really? Yeah, Curtis Axel. Right. He attacked me backstage before the match, and I whooped his ass. The bunny won. And the bunny won, of course. <laughs> We're all wrong. Fuck. Poor Slater and yeah. Gator can't get a break. Can't even beat a bunny. But Adam Rose is pissed off because he wanted the tag and the bunny wouldn't give it to him. No Please, God, let him turn back into Leo Kruger and kill the bunny. Kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. He's completely stolen Adam Rose's gimmick. He should be Bunny Rose. Bunny Rose. As opposed to Buddy Rose, <laughs> who's, you go. who's passed on. Yes. The playboy Buddy Rose. Yeah, Bunny Rose. That would, that would be funny. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point you have to have Adam Rose snap and be like, look, you know, I try being the nice guy. This hasn't worked out. I, what the fuck did I just watch? I just don't know. I'm confused. You you, you, you watched 1983's uh, primetime wrestling. Now we cut to the studio with Lord Alfred Hayes. And Actually, Bobby that would have been more entertaining. Yeah, correct. 1983 wrestling. Primetime wrestling with Bobby the Brain Heenan and Lord wow, Alfred Look at the Hayes. beard on that lo Lego. Yeah. You didn't know Legos could have a beard, did you? I did not know that. Well, you do now. I think when I think of Legos having beards, I think of being old and moldy or something. Speaking of, don't miss Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, and Santino, and Santino Morella. Morella. The recently retired Santino Morella in an electrifying, episodic... Marvel for the holidays. Can, can can I just recant my statement from earlier tonight when I said I don't understand why the WWE Network is not doing well? <laughs> I, I think that you're two, you're seeing it tonight. Two hours in, I think I realized why tonight. Yeah, that's a sad thing. It's a quarter of the hour. It's quarter two. Oh, here comes Roman Reigns. He's got something to say. Let's see what Roman Reigns. Domo has. Arigato, Mr. Roboto. <laughs> Domo. Domo. Why are JBO, Michael Cole, and Jerry the King Lawler standing? Because the table was destroyed. Oh, okay. All right. Where you been, Shark? Where you been, man? Not Come paying, on. Not paying attention. It's been highly forgettable so far tonight. Believe that. How oh, okay. Is your recovery I feel Roman. better today. I'm going to come back and I'm going to do what I do best and take out everyone because I was in the shield. Believe that. <laughs> Very good, Bronx. That, that, was, that was bang on. Very good. Look, I like Roman as a as in the, an in-the-ring character and as far as what he can do. I think he's got the best spear in a very long time. This is Roman's new music right here. Domo. Domo.
Got a secret. Machine or mannequin. Secret, secret. I've got a secret. With parts made. Right, that's enough of that. <laughs> Tommy Shaw and Sticks, ladies and gentlemen. Tommy Shaw, Dennis the Young, and Sticks. Domo. 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 Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. My brain IBM. So if you see me acting yeah. strangely, don't be surprised. Surprised. I'm just a man who needed someone and someone to hide to keep me alive. Keep me alive. Keep me alive. <laughs> All right, that's enough that's of enough Mr. Of Roboto. Wow. But every time I see Roman Reigns cut a promo, that's exactly what it reminds me of. <laughs> Funny how you had that queued up. I, I by, didn't. Uh. By the way, for anybody who has been watching like SmackDown Raw, anyone notice how ironic it is that Team Cena been getting their ass kicked, but like Cena, you know, it was funny on Raw, Cena wasn't put in a match at all. While once again, Dolph Ziggler has to get his ass kicked. And then he doesn't even appear on SmackDown. Is that confusing to anyone else? Because he's John Cena, goddammit. And they can't be losing. Three out of the four characters on screen right now all have new shirts. <laughs> it'd be like it'd be like if, you know, I told Shark, you're on my team, bro. You know, you're going to be on my team and have your back. You know, we're, don't worry about that school bully, man. You know, you're on my team. I'm going to show up you know, this afternoon. And then you show up, the bully shows up with 10 of his friends and it's just you by yourself. You get your ass handed to you. But then two days later, you call me up. Well, Bronx, even though I'm in intensive care, I'm still on your team, even though you weren't there for me. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I forgot this match was on. God. <laughs> but it's not good. I want to cry. A, grown, a grown Bronx cry. That's not. I mean, it's that's, nice to see Nikki not, and Bree. That's not what's good for business. It's nice to see them. I mean, I like to. I like to see them. You know, like come to the ring, and I like to watch them walk away. Yeah. I just don't want to watch them wrestle. So you like seeing them come to the ring and walk away, but anything in between, you don't. <laughs> well, okay. Look, Nikki has actually improved in the ring. But I guess, you know, she's plugged into John Cena most of the time. I guess well, she's got to learn something, right? You're a little reversed on that analogy. We don't know that for sure. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what happens in their bedroom. Right, right. It could be just exactly what I said. Maybe. You know, all kidding aside, this is probably going to be a good match. I hope. You no, know, it will be. I really do hope. Yeah, they can wrestle. I... See, see, what I would have liked to have happened, and I, I proposed this on, on getting the zone, and I don't think it's going to happen. Anthony and I talked about this. What they should have had happen was in the middle of the match tonight, you hear a buzzer. Who? 
in the middle of a mat of the match oh tonight. Here, buzzer. Who? Beep. I what? have no clue what you're trying to do. A buzzer. Burp. What? Huh? You were talking with who? What? With the buzzer. No, he said he was talking with somebody. I, I missed know. that. Who? Who's he talking to? What? When? Oh, Fartley. Where? Is to say? Oh, you're talking to A-Fart? Yeah. A-Fart. 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 I love wow. to see That's not breeze, a good nickname. Breeze shit like end in the middle of this match. Someone comes out and say, at this moment, Brie Bella is no longer contractually obligated to be the slave of Nikki. And Brie fucks her out of the match. This is some goddamn good stuff, folks. This is good. I'll give you some. Give me some meal. They're eating. I'm just doing the show alone. No, I'm not eating nothing. I'm drinking you, some bitch. <laughs> no more poultry is going in my mouth tonight. <laughs> I've had enough dirty bird. I'm going to end that. I was going to make a joke and thought better of it. <laughs> Wise decision, my friend. Wise. Want to hear nothing about poultry going in your mouth? That's okay? that's it, Bronx. Never uh, bite the hand that feeds you. I know you're a redneck, but let's not go that far. Uh, am I still on Skype, or did he hang up on me? <laughs> that click. We hung up on you. Yeah. Oh, here's AJ. I just, I'm uh, done with it. Although the eye candy in the ring is quite good. Don't kill my Mio. Goddamn Shark Jr. Jr. Just or Shark, Shark Jr. Sitting next to Shark Jr. Jr. It's confusing, I know. They're killing me tonight. Yeah. He damn near, he damn near he's drank gotta, my whole Mio. In studio three on one handicap match. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Bree just it, fucking the, kissed the fuck it, out of AJ, and then Nikki it, knocked the shit out of her. It, they were playing tonsil hockey. Oh, that's it. This match is over. Nikki wins. Baba. Good thing she was my pick. Yeah, I was gonna pick Nikki. Wow, that was my pick as well. Nikki Bella knew. Knockout. I, Steve, I, I, I guess the rumors of her leaving after Survivor Series yeah, are true. Are true that she's leaving the company because there's a lot of rumors going around saying that uh, she's done. She's done. Her and her and Punk are gonna go live and happily you know, ever after. Happily ever after. Yeah. So, wow. That that. I mean, if you wanna, I, I really thought that was gonna be a good match. There was no match at all. There was some tonsil hockey and a and a uh, and a pin. Wow. Does anyone else feel like they've been violated tonight so far? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> we're the ones paying $10 for the fucking network, and all the people that subscribe for free aren't really worried about it because they're not paying for the shit, but wow. This, this has been so bad tonight that my ass actually hurts. I don't think we really want to delve into that last comment at all. Wow. Do, you, do you? Holy shit. That's it. Please provide via any means necessary. Send your, in, <laughs> send your questions and comments to Bronx, Bronx. at myassjustgotraped.com. Right. Wow. But all, I mean, the, all that aside, you, I still love Nikki's boobs. 
The, the only thing oh. that makes me feel good about spending $10 this month was the Macho Man stuff that I caught. Uh, fr- uh, what was it, Friday night? That was about the only thing worth it to me. That was more enjoyable to me to see that that documentary than this shit. I, I got to be honest. Bronx, did you watch the entire, at least bio portion of the Macho Man new DVD? Yes, and I cried Fantastic. like a at the end. Absolutely brilliant. Far more worth it than this. I you mean, know, absolutely. You I'm know, just, as, I'm, as WWE puts out these DVDs, they do such a fantastic job of telling the story, uh, real-life story, of, of these larger-than-life characters that they emblazon into DVDs um, as often as they do. And, and you were right. I read your comment on Facebook, Bronx. They, they, do, they do a phenomenal job. And uh, what they did with, yeah, and there were some people that were criticizing it because they forgot this or they forgot that. They told the story, and they did a, a really good job, and I found it to be highly entertaining. Well, I mean, sadly, Randy is, isn't with us anymore. It, it, it's always <laughs> harder to do a documentary when you don't have the guy there. <laughs> and it's a shame that, you know, and I know JJ will agree with this, that he never really truly mended fences with the company. You know, at least the Ultimate Warrior, he, he mended fences with the company, and, and, you know, everything was cool at the end. But that never happened with Macho. But, I mean, for what it was without him, I mean, sadly, and obviously not able to participate in it, I think they did a damn good job. For people who are complaining, I mean, you're just bitching the bitch. I mean, I think it was fine. Warrior was a storybook ending. I mean, you couldn't have you couldn't have scripted the way that came about any better. I mean, it's tragic that that he's gone, but and that he died the day after. Yeah, the, I, oh I, I honestly God. think that he knew it was coming. I honestly think that's why he made amends because he wanted his family looked after. He wanted to make sure that he had a deal in place. I think that he knew it was coming because for for him to have made that deal, show up for WrestleMania show up on Raw, and then the, the next day be gone, I, I just, you know, I, I feel like he had to have known it was coming. Well, and, you know, like they, they say that you never really know when you're going to pass, but I, I think that, you know, for, for those that have, well, obviously not around to talk about it, but for those that are on their last legs, they, you know, many have said to me personally, yeah, I, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm not going to last the week. Um that, but th- it was so surreal for him to come back. Except, you know, I'm sitting with your family and my family. We're watching his ex- acceptance speech here, and and uh, and, t- and to go through that night where we joked around <laughs> about Mr. T, and and you know, I, I enjoy I, one of my favorite nights of the year is WWE Hall of Fame induction. Um, to go through Mania and and Raw. And have him come out and cut a heartfelt promo in the ring on Raw. And then to read online that, that he had passed away the next day was just like, wow, how ironic is that? Well, what was amazing to me is, you know, every wrestling radio show has that moment. You know, every show has that moment. And it was we were doing unplugged and I'm talking and I hear that, you know, JJ is silent for about a minute and I'm like, what's going on? Cause I usually, a lot of times when we're doing a show, I don't look at the chat room. 
And JJ's like, have you looked at the chat room? And I said, no, what's up? And then JJ says, the warrior's dead. And you could hear my reaction on that show. I was like, what? And I knew JJ wouldn't kid about something like that. But at first in my head, okay, JJ is misunderstanding something. And then I go and I look in the chat room and I click on the links and I'm like, oh my God. And we just like ended the show. I mean, he and I were just done. It was surreal. Absolutely surreal. It was definitely, uh, it was definitely a night, man. Uh, that was, that was a crazy night for sure. Maybe the, remember the night of 9-11. We're on the air doing Sunday night showdown for Christ's sake. Wasn't it? Really? No. No, no, it wasn't. We were, we were talking about it I wasn't even doing Sunday yeah, yeah. Night Showdown at no. that point. I wasn't even doing radio at that point. You guys were doing a show when uh, they killed Bin Laden. That was it. That mm-hmm. was it. Yeah, yeah. Forgive my bad memory. Yes, yes when Obama strutted out and, and basically declared that he's going to win another term because they uh, ended the life of Bin Laden. Yes, I remember that. Quote, unquote. <laughs> Ended the life of Bin Laden. Sad thing is Bin Laden's been dead for years. And they know that. That was just a a ploy to get him reelected, and it worked. Now, it's interesting. It is, (coughs) pardon me, 10 o'clock Eastern, and we're going to the main event, it looks like. Yeah, because there's 45 minutes left on the pay-per-view. They want to give it some time. True. Uh, If you think about it, that'll work, because it's it's a five-on-five elimination. You're going to see about a 10-minute package of what's been going on to lead up to the match. Then you're going to have the entrances. So really, it's going to be about 30 minutes, when all maybe 20 minutes, after all the entrances are said and done. So yeah, it's about right. Look for Dolph Ziggler to be most valuable player on Team Cena. That guy's going to bump his ass off and fucking work like a superstar. Well, he always does. He I mean, always when, does, but he's the most valuable player on that fucking team. Outside of Cena, of course. You know, I sit here sometimes and I ask myself, does a guy really love the business? You know, I, I know you get into wrestling because you have to like it to some extent, and unless you're Goldberg. But you have to say to yourself, who really cares? Who among these wrestlers really gives a fuck about the business and who sees it as a way to make money? Dolph Ziggler is one of those guys who, to me, is old school. He cares. You can't put that much detail into your work without caring. And, I mean, he doesn't miss a beat. You know, you hit Dolph Ziggler with a feather and he'll sell it like you hit him with a fucking brick. He's just amazing. Dolph Ziggler, to me, is a lot like Shawn Michaels. He's the only guy that's that caliber that can fucking sell and, and do the work. And in so many ways, he reminds me of Shawn Michaels because he's almost a throwback to that guy that's going to bump his ass off and do whatever it takes. I just, of the guys in that match, he's the only one outside of Cena, I think, that can really carry this match and actually add a good bit of drama. And he'll end up getting his ass kicked for the majority of the match. He won't be the first one eliminated. He might even be the last one eliminated next to Cena, if in fact he is eliminated. But he'll fucking work his ass off in this. You know, I think the fact, and there was a discussion about this today, that 
he's been he's been more prominent in this storyline than Cena has. He's been the guy who the authority has singled out to abuse because he was the first guy to join Team Cena. That tells me in my mind that a guy like Triple H sees something in him. Let me really, if, if I had the ink pen tonight and I was booking this match, I'm going to tell you exactly how I would end this match. Oh, oh wow. Oh, yeah. If, if I had the fucking ink pen and I could, I could book this and it could work, I would almost go back to the way they did 2003 with, uh, with Michaels and have Ziggler be the sole surviving member of his team. Somehow Cena gets eliminated. Everybody else is in there. You got four or five guys on the other team, and poor Ziggler is all by himself, okay? And then Ziggler starts eliminating people. And then you got maybe two-on-one for the last little bit. Say you have um, Rollins and maybe, maybe Rusev are your two last guys on the authorities team. And you got Ziggler, who's by himself. And say Ziggler hits the zigzag on Rusev, goes for the pin, and then it comes down to maybe one-on-one with Rollins and uh, Ziggler. And then Triple H gets involved. Out comes Randy Orton, hits the RKO on Seth Rollins, and allows Dolph Ziggler to get the one, two, three, being the sole survivor for his team. And that's how Team Cena wins, with help from Randy Orton, who then chases off the rest of the authority. See, and this is why I like working with JJ, because you remember earlier I said I had a scenario that everyone was going to think was crazy? That's kind of what I was thinking. Not as in-depth as you, but I was thinking the same thing. I would love, 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 love to see Ziggler come out the guy on top tonight. But I fear, no matter how much I want that, it's going to be fucking Cena. It would be nice to see him get that final, you know, that, that really big push. I don't know that they'll ever do anything productive with Ziggler. Now, granted, a lot of it is he does speak his mind. But it would be nice to see him finally get a nice run and be one of the top superstars in the company. Not going to happen, but that's what we'd like to see. Being I haven't spoken to you guys in a while, I want to ask you both a question. Do you think it does add a good dynamic to have Harper and Rowan on opposite sides here? I'm kind of digging it. I kind of like the idea. What do you guys think? I think it's so random. Of all the guys, Rowan being in this, I would have rather had Sami Zayn debut here. I think that it's a travesty Sami Zayn's not in this match because I think he would have fit with, uh, with Cena's team as, as being a guy who um, doesn't care about the authority that wants to, uh, wants to get rid of them, wants them out of power. Would have been a great way to debut Zayn. However, they went with Rowan, which to me was completely out of left field. I don't mind Harper in the match. I'm not a big fan of Rowan. Not that he sucks, but of the Wyatt family, I always thought he was the weakest member. He was the weakest link of the whole unit. I just don't, I don't know. I, I don't see an upside to him. I think six months from now, he's going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel, and a year from now, he'll be released. I just don't see an upside with Rowan. Now, it's such a uh, a weird and wacky character that uh, generally the shelf life for characters like that 
are not long. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. And uh, I'm really interested to see when all the fantastic talent on NXT, what the timeline is on bringing them up. You mentioned Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville, Kalisto, um, so many, you know, Atami. Um, Finn Baylor. Finn Baylor. Uh, just the best of the best. Uh, Kevin Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, Kevin Kevin Owens. Owens the former Kevin Steen. Fight, I, I, I got a feeling Ke- he's going to be fight. big. I just I have this feeling he's going to be a star. He's going to be big. Well, it'll be interesting because he certainly doesn't have the star physique, you know. But um, he, he's gotten no, in a little bit better shape, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get that. Yet a lot of the the characters on the main roster don't have that Vince McMahon physique. So, See, but there's, I, I, there's so much think, talent on NXT. I right even now. think Harper could be a main event guy someday. I think Harper is is the most talented of the Wyatt family. Maybe not promo wise, but definitely in ring. He's a he's a beast for a guy that size. Uh, his in ring prowess is uh, is miraculous. And the sad thing is, WWE's got some great talent. It's just I miss the days when they had shit, you know, programmed out six months in advance. They knew where they were going, and now it's booking off the, you know, booking on the fly. You know, like they have no idea where they're going from one week to the next. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. A guy like Harper, I agree. I mean, I don't know. His his mic skills, we really haven't gotten a chance to see how good they are yet. But, I mean, I think definitely out of the two, he's, for a big dude, he does some shit. Almost reminds me, like, of, of Kane when he was younger. You know, a big guy who could move, get it done. Uh, I agree with that, but... We'll have to see. I mean, the authority right now has like 70 people in the fucking ring. So. Oh, we got some banjo music for Eric Rowan. Wow. I just I just don't understand him being on this team. I just don't get it. Do you guys think somebody on either team turns tonight? Because I don't know how much. There's two guys in this that I have a little bit of trouble trusting. Rowan, is, Rowan, Rowan is, is, is uh, absolutely. If I were going to, look, as far as Team Cena goes, he's the one I wouldn't trust. Yeah, but GTA. what about Ryback? What about Ryback? Because don't forget, it was like last minute with Ryback. You, you still never got the well. He, here's the thing with Ryback, though, Bronx. Their jobs are on the line. Ryback knows that by getting rid of Team Authority, he's got a shot. Yeah, true. And, and he's a he's a monster babyface. I don't see them bringing him out and then turning him heel like they did last time, right? If they did, then it's done. It's over. See, now I had heard some conjecture that Ryback and Triple H might go at it at Mania, and that's something I wouldn't have too too much of a problem with. And I know a lot of people, oh, Triple H will take out the shovel. I I heard that was going to happen at at uh, Royal Rumble, which I'd be okay with. You're I right, don't, I don't right, know yeah. that I want to see those guys wrestle at WrestleMania. I, I'd much rather see Ryback beat Rusev at WrestleMania. I think that would be huge for Ryback to beat Rusev. And his undefeated streak. And yeah. the undefeated yeah. streak and win the U.S. title from Rusev would be a huge rub for Ryback. 
Oh, oh, John Cena got to put over Hulkamania a little more. He's not wearing the colors, but he had to hold up a shirt that, uh, or uh, whatever that was that has the colors. So, okay. Well, he is wearing a red and yellow cap. True, yeah. But he's so wearing he, the, like, uh, bluish-gray shirt. I, I know I know Hogan is butthurt over that, but, you know. Yeah, wah. Wah, he's wearing my colors. Wah, wah. Oh, God. Why are you Tell letting him wear my colors, Vince? Why? Why, brother? Why? Well, you know, know something, brother. I'm John Cena, brother. See, oh, Triple H and Stephanie it, it, are leaving. It's shit like that that'll make him call out Stone Cold. Stop it. Oh, yeah, Stone Cold's a pussy who's been ducking me for years, brother. Stone Cold, he's a coward, brother. He's been ducking the Hulkster for years, brother. Yeah, never mind that Stone Cold's retired, brother. Has a nice ranch, and I ain't got shit, brother, because he didn't get divorced to get butt-fucked out of everything he owns, brother. I just... Him calling Stone Cold a pussy, I'm like, oh, it wasn't a pussy. I forget what he called a coward. Called him a coward. Really? Yeah, you know who called Hogan a coward? God? Mrs. Hogan? <laughs> no, Randy Savage. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Hulk Hogan, you coward. I'm coming after you, brother. Be a man, Hulk. Come on, don't be scared. You're running from macho. That's what I heard. Yeah. That was, I never thought Mach was that great a rapper. God bless him. I love him to death. But that was one song. That song made the whole album worth it because it was like so great. You, you could tell he was, it was like a shoot interview that rhymed. It was beautiful. I don't know if I ever told you this story. I'm pretty sure the listeners have heard this. When I was with, D, with, uh, with WTR, back when John Cena first released his rap album, and was it 2005? I yeah, think I yeah, it, it was it was 2005. Jesus. Well, Mark Henry uh, wow. just got knocked the fuck out, and he's been eliminated. Yeah. Big Show has eliminated Mark Henry. So we have one down. Before I go into the story, who's winning, Team Cena or Team Authority Bronx? Team Cena, and I'm going to go again out on that limb, even though it's about to break. Dolph Ziggler gets a final pin. Shark. Ah. Uh. I'm caught between a proverbial rock and a hard place here. I'd love to see um, Team Cena win. I, I can't wait to see, and I see that they have been advertising that Vince McMahon will be on the post show on the WWE Network with his uh, reaction to the main event tonight. But I, I think that there ain't a snowball's chance in hell that the members of of Cena's team except for Cena are going to get fired. So for that reason, I, I think that reluctantly, I'd rather have the authority go over, but like, uh, I think that Cena's <laughs> going to go over. I love how Rusev's, get the fuck up, get the fuck yeah, up. <laughs> yeah, get out, get out. Uh, I'm going to go Team Cena as well. I, it just makes more sense for them to go over. Even though the authority won't lose their job entirely, you've got to have some sort of a power struggle. So for them to lose it and try to regain it, seems like that'd be the, the app storyline here. So I'm going to go with uh, Team Cena goes over, and I think Ziggler is the final man to get the pin. And it's going to be with help from Randy Orton. So that's that's my that's my booking. That's my pick. Team Cena goes over. And and here, here's a question. Obviously, the widespread speculation of Sting being in St. Louis at the Scott Drage Center tonight. 
does he become involved during the match or after the match in some way? Bronx? I'm going to call bullshit. In fact, Sting's showing up tonight. I mean, yeah, I'd mark out. But to me, it would be just shitty because it basically means that all you had a show was the main event and you could have eliminated the rest of the whole pay-per-view. If he does show up, I'll mark out. It might up my letter grade a little bit. But as crappy as it's been tonight, I kind of think that was all internet buzz to get you to watch the pay-per-view. Well, but let me ask you something, though, Bronx. How cool would it be, though, just speculative here, how cool would it be for Ziggler to be the sole survivor, Randy Orton comes out, hits Ziggler with an RKO, the lights go out, Sting, when the lights come on, is in the ring, Randy Orton's been laid out, and he points at the authority with the baseball bat, and Ziggler pins whomever's left on Team Authority and gets the win. Tell me that wouldn't be fucking awesome. Oh, it'd be epic. I'm I'm not saying I wouldn't mark out for it, but, you know, I just think that it would... I don't know how to explain it. But see, we're giving them way too much credit. There's no way they've thought of this. Yeah. You, you, you've gone and exceeded far beyond I, I, their I, intelligent yes. quotient. I, I can't give them yeah. credit for that. No. No that, fucking way. That would be fun. You know, if anybody in Stanford is listening to this, they're like, there's a guy... That's originally from the States. He's in Calgary. And every they month. They know who I am. They've used and, several ideas and, that we've given out on shows. And and, and every month, uh, we we got to get this guy because his shit's better than our oh, shit. Why would they do that? I'm giving it to him for free, apparently. Stop giving out shit. Well, I can't help it. It comes <laughs> off the top of my fucking I know, head. I know. I know. But, Vince, if you'd like to entertain a job offer for me, I would take it. Or at least have your I'd entertain it anyway or, or, or have your legal team look over it and then entertain it yes entertain my legal it. team of Dewey Cheatham and Hal <laughs> right they got to look over my contract that's it but you know what it is though and and it's JJ is exceptionally good at it but i think all of us you know we do fantasy booking and i read some of the fantasy booking even on the facebook page and it amazes me how the intellectual fan the knowledgeable fan can come up with captivating scenarios that seem better than anything their writers can come up because with. Because their writers are not wrestling fans. They're True. fucking soap opera writers that know dick about the business. I, but, you know, in my opinion, the best guys to get involved in the creative aspect would be guys like Shawn Michaels or Kevin Nash or guys who've actually worked in the business, guys like Kevin Sullivan, you know, like, these are the guys that wrestled, they booked, they know what they're fucking doing. These soap opera writers have no fucking idea what they're doing. Oh, what a nice show of power by Ryback holding up Luke Harper in that suplex. Very nice British bulldog kind of nostalgia. Absolutely. Now, let me go back to my story since I started it. Oh, it was back in 2005, right after John Cena won the, the, the championship at WrestleMania. And then he debuted his rap album. I had John Cena's cell phone number that I procured from someone who used to get me numbers because she worked with a cell phone company. Because at one point in time, I had Randy Orton's cell and I had John Cena's cell. I had a whole bunch of wrestling numbers back in the day. You can attest to that, Shark. You've seen, the, you've seen that. 
I have. You've yes. seen that that number list. That's anyway, it. so after he won the title, I think it was maybe a week or two after, I literally called the cell phone, got the voice machine, left a voicemail as Randy Savage, and I cut a promo on John Cena and said I was a better wrestler and better rapper than him, and I would be glad to take him on at SummerSlam. Of course, when I was done, I said, no, I'm just kidding. And I tried to set up an interview and never heard a word. But it was funny as fuck. Wow. Yeah, you, I remember you, that story. You probably would have gotten a response. Had no, you not. he wouldn't have. Yeah. My Savage is good, but it's not that good. See, had you left it without breaking kayfabe, it would have been cool. But I realized why you did it. You didn't want to get any heat on Randy if he thought you were. Because you could easily be mistaken for the real Randy Savage. Well, maybe nope. then. Not so much now. I used to have a much better savage impersonation but i rarely do it so i'm out of practice oh oh we had we had ryback versus fucking rusev the crowd was going nuts but of course kane has to come in Ugh. way to kill a career with changing the big red monster kane into corporate kane wow well, it's not his fault i don't you know no Glenn, listen glenn jacobs is a good guy i've talked to him uh, shoot many times. Well, this is fucking shit. Ryback's gone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, goodbye, Ryback. Ryback has been eliminated by the one Alexander Rusev, your U.S. champion. Yeah, that's why at WrestleMania it would be nice to see him gone, to see Ryback beat him. So Ryback has been outed. We had a Donnybrook. Everybody got in the ring, and there was you know a lot of crazy shit going on, but Wow. So Rollins delivered a curb stomp to Ryback, and then Rusev picked up the pieces with a nice super kick, and that was it for Ryback. So now we're back four on four. My head hurts. <laughs> too much, too much. And I predicted the first guy who would be eliminated all toll in either team would be Kane. Well, I got fucked on that pick. Because obviously the first guy eliminated was Mark Henry, whose serial, I don't know who he pissed in. I didn't, that, I didn't uh, see that one happening. Mark Henry getting being the first guy out, I didn't see that happening at all. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe third or fourth, but not the first guy. From one punch. Well, Rusev almost got the choke slam, but he tags in Luke Harper, who gets a nice big boot by the big show. Like, it just goes to show you how big the big show really is. Like, Luke, Luke Harper is just a beast. I have stood next to that guy. Yeah. I saw him in Toby Keith's in Oklahoma when they had the uh, the Raw in Oklahoma City. You remember the Raw when Batista stuck the flagpole up one of the uh, La Resistance guys' asses? Correct. Yes. Yep. You know? It was just Sylvain Grenier, yes. yes. Sylvain Grenier. Grenier, I, yeah. They were at the Toby Keith Steakhouse, and he passed by me. And I swear to God, his hand is bigger than my fucking head. That dude is fucking huge. You know, it's a shame because Andre might have even still been with us. You know, Big Show, fortunately, was born in an era when they had that surgery available. Yeah. But he mentioned in his DVD, if he wouldn't have had the surgery on his pituitary, he'd probably be dead by now because he would have just kept growing. Probably. But Paul White, no, I, I've always liked Show. He's really... Uh, become one of my favorites and I can tell he's genuinely a nice fucking guy. So I like Big Show. And, and if you saw him 
you know, for those of you that recently saw the Hello, My Name is Paul Heyman DVD, show spoke very eloquently about Paul, and you can really tell that he, that Paul White's a student of the game, and I, I've always had the utmost of respect for him, um, and it just solidified my, my thoughts on him watching the Paul Heyman DVD. Now, is the history correct? I read, maybe this is just Hogan taking credit for shit, but I know JJ or, or you, Shark, would know better than me probably. Was he not discovered by Hulk Hogan at a basketball game? I don't know if that's the case or not. I think I've heard that story. I know that uh, maybe. I think he was like working for a car dealership before he got into the power plant. Yeah, I think it was Hulk. Uh, at least that's the credit I've heard being taken that Hulk discovered him. But I mean, if he did, I mean, hey, you know, as oh, here's our boy Dolph Ziggler, a house of fucking fire, black until- hole slam. <laughs> oh, I was about to fucking shit a brick. Yeah, he was a house of fire till he got nailed by fucking Luke Harper. Let me see, Luke Harper versus Abyss. Who's better, Luke? <laughs> Without a doubt. Luke? Mm, I would say Luke is better, but I'll tell you right now, I would fork over money to see that match. <laughs> Abyss versus Kane, I'll go with Abyss. Yeah, but uh, Abyss versus Luke Harper, that's a good fantasy book match there, bro. That could be good. Luke Harper versus Matt Morgan <clears throat> could be a good match, too. I'm still high on Matt Morgan, though. I, I, I liked Matt Morgan a lot. I, I thought that he had a lot of potential. Yeah, me too. Well, I mean, Jim Cornette talks about how they fucked him over when he was in FCW. He was their top freaking heel. And then they decide, well, let's make him stutter so it shows he has flaws. And Cornette was like, what? This guy's the total package, no steroids, you know, legitimate big guy. And you're going to make him a stutter? Now, hold on a second. Go back and look at Matt Morgan when he was with WWE back in 2003 and tell me he wasn't on steroids. Well, I'm going by what Jimmy said. <laughs> well, go go and watch a match with him from 2003 and tell me he wasn't on steroids. You can't yeah. tell me that he wasn't on steroids. Look at his TNA stuff. He's he's lean. He doesn't look like he's on the gas. But you look at his WWE stuff, the guy was a fucking monster. He was totally on fucking roids. They still fucked him over, though. I, I agree. The stuttering gimmick should have never happened. It was stupid. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's just... This match has not been progressing the way I expected it to. It's interesting. The guys who I thought would be eliminated early have not been. Well, so this, I find that this has been a decent match, but I'm I'm honest, guys. I I've, I've just not really been enjoying this tonight. Oh, agree. I agree. I think that uh, there was so much speculation leading up to tonight, and and the fact that as we all stated that they had done so much for so long to build up the storyline of Team Authority versus Team Cena and then Vince making the decree that if Team Authority loses, they're done. Yet if Team Cena loses, the members of Team Cena, except for John Cena, are fired. I mean, hard hard booking to live up to. Um the match itself has been okay. It's been very choppy and kind of almost disjointed. Choppy, choppy, pee-pee. Okay. 
Uh, thank you, Pat Tanaka. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, no, that uh, was the guy from Kai and Tai. Yeah, Kai and Tai. I chuppy chuppy your pee-pee. Yeah. I got a Kai and Tai reference, the only radio show that has done one in 10 years. <laughs> and the last one. Barvidas, I chuppy chuppy your pee-pee. I still can't look at Jeff tonight with a straight face because he's wearing fucking Captain James T. Kirk on his chest. Anyways. Um, you got you to get your cell phone out and snap that for me. I want a picture of All Jeff right. at the end of the night wearing his. <laughs> we'll do it after the show. Yeah, okay. okay. You won't. Liar. Well, you can't see it very well. I can't see anything very well. What's your point? No shit. <laughs> and as you said, JJ, Dolph Ziggler bumping his ass off to Rusev. Well, that's what he does. That's what he does. That's right, brother. The show off. That's, that's what how he, he rolls. Ooh. I don't know. Been a pretty fast paced match. Not not too bad. Kane's still in there. We haven't seen have we seen Cena yet, JJ? No. Yeah, he's right there. <laughs> he's been there all night. In the match, motherfucker. <laughs> he's in the camo pants and the fucking red and yellow armbands. You can't miss him. You know what I mean, you asshole. <laughs> I don't, have y'all seen John Cena tonight? Now, Sh- Shark Jr. and Shark Jr. Jr. have no idea where he is. This ain't Where's Waldo, motherfucker. He's right there. Oh, you're killing me. I should. I, I need to know how to phrase everything when talking to you. You do. You take any advantage you can. Ashley says Song of the Night should be Queen's One Vision. <laughs> wow. Damn. Fuck you, man. Remind me to take that motherfucker's mod powers. Well, take him. Talking shit on me. Oh, man. Shark, go back for more KFC. Where's he at? No, no. I was just, uh, Bronx, you're getting an incoming text as we speak with the picture of doom. The picture of doom. Yes. Ziggler taking it to Rollins right now. Fuck you, Ashley. Oh, Ziggler just ate the buckle. The two best workers in the match working each other right now, Seth and Dolph. Without a doubt, the two best workers. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Seth Rollins is amazing. Not too bad a promo either. He's gotten over with me as a heel. I think he's been doing a fantastic job lately. I really do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's what you get for thinking. Wow. Thanks, Captain James T. Kirk. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Dow. Make it so, number one. You and your fucking love for Jean-Luc Picard. He's uh, better than Kirk. I don't care what you say. No, he's Yeah, not. but you know who's better than him? Professor Xavier. Suck that bitch. No, no, it's breaking down between Bronx and, and, and Mr. Money on the mic. Fucking Charles Xavier's better than fucking Jean-Luc Picard any day of the fucking week. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh. Here's one pilots a starship, one talks, to, one talks to you in your fucking mind. Think about it for a second. Now it's the cluster of finishing maneuvers. 
As oh, we see. Rollins with the knee off the top to the big show. Here comes Eric Rowan. Oh, I, puts I got that. <laughs> oh, nice. Flips up. Ouch. Oh. Super kick to the chest. And Rollins to the outside on the other members of Team Authority and Team Cena. And Rusev with a huge spinning heel kick to Rowan. That guy's very agile for a guy his size. Oh, he's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. And to think, I used to hate that guy. Dolph goes for the Famaster on Rusev, but Rusev catches him and oh. power bombs him to the outside on members of Team Cena oh. and, and Team Authority. By the way, I got that text, Shark. Yeah, you just got your response. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Well, I don't know if we're going to po post that on the uh, on No, the, we're not going to post Facebook anything group. on the Facebook group. <laughs> People Rip. need to see. And, and if we do, they get fired. Fired. Your I will fucking future endeavor motherfuckers left you. and right. It's okay. Who really cares? <laughs> I think people need to see you in, in full regalia. No. Right? It Behind the be board, operating the show, phones, no. mic, the shirt. This is not WTR. You're not Tim Stein, and I don't have a webcam. Let's right. move on. All right. Yeah, no, we, we all agreed that that would never... That, that, this that, is that a would listen, never. Listen. This is a listening only. This thing. is a radio show, yes. not a video. Look at me, I'm a TV star. No. show. okay. No, we all video agreed. Is not happening. Long ago, there would there would be no video aspect to any shows on this network. Correct. Oh, oh, Rusev with a nice Jesus. belly flop through the table as big Ziggler splash. moves out of the way. And that table. No, 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 that was a big splat. <laughs> It wasn't no splash. It was a splat. That table will never be the same. <laughs> Somebody was watching Looney Tunes earlier this afternoon because that was like Wile E. Coyote splatting right there on the fucking yeah. cliff wall. Damn, from one table to the other. Rusev is about to get counted out, which means he does not get pinned, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, did somebody say that earlier? Somebody said that earlier. Yes. I think his name was Bronx. Might have been. Might have been. But, you know. We're Dolph has gotten back in the ring and is still in this thing, but Rusev has been eliminated, folks. Jamie Noble is beside himself. Wow. Which is kind of a tough spot for him to be. <laughs> that was a great high drama right there. That was good. That nice was That's the best spot of the night so far. Yeah, nice selling by Triple H as well, as always. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Splat. Splat. <laughs> That's like a yeah. belly flop in a pool right there, folks, right on a table. Bronx, if you could only play with two boobs, which two would you pick, Lana's or Nikki's? You out of your mind? Pick. Are you kidding me? Pick. Lana all pick. the way. Lana all the way. All right. That's my baby right there. All right. Kane going for a choke slam on Dolph. Dolph powders here and tag Cena. Here comes Super Cena. Shoulder, Shoulder blocks. Block. Shoulder block two. Never thought I'd be rooting for Cena. Proto bomb. Poodle bomb. Proto bomb. Proto. Yeah. Oh, he's setting it up. Bronx, it's your favorite part. You can't see me. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> Five knuckle shovel to Kane. Here comes oh, the attitude adjustment. Kane's about to go bye bye, folks. And hey, Kane is hey. done. Oh. Or he would have been. Spinning heel. Oh, oh. curbstone. Cena's done? Black so wait a minute, there's no tag stipulate. You can't be DQ'd for not getting tagged in. No. Because 
fucking oh man rollins curbs you know what no kane ain't getting no pin on cena michael no. cole take control ref don't tell me a 10 count double count out we might be going that way here here's a replay of the curb stomp guys boom Nice. I will, I will, I will laugh if John Cena gets eliminated here. I will fucking laugh my ass off because it will be Dolph Ziggler all by his lonesome. Well, with Eric Rowan, tags Cena Eric tags Rowan. in. Oh, Harper and Rowan at it. Here we go, guys. Oh, slap city. Wow, a big hip toss. These guys are just mammoth. This is like this is like watching the Discovery Channel and watching two T Rexes <laughs> go after a fucking. You know, Brontosaurus, you know? They're fighting over who's going to eat the goddamn thing. Jesus. And Kane just gets removed from the apron. That's yeah, no Cena monkey on his back, folks. That's Luke Harper. That ain't no monkey. That's Luke. <laughs> he ain't heavy. He's my brother. Right. Jesus. Oh, nice heel kick. Heel pick. Ooh. Oh, here comes Kane with the choke slam. Kane's really good at... At talking with his teeth clenched. What the fuck is sticking out of his back? Jesus Christ. Has he got a fucking vertebrae sticking out of his back? What is he, Bruce Wayne? Clothesline. And they refuse, once again, to call it the clothesline from hell. They they won't call it that. Oh, is Rowan gone? Yeah. It's now just known as the clothesline from Harper. From Harper, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because if anybody could sell it as the clothesline from hell, wouldn't it be JBL? And they just refuse. Every time I see Harper administer that, I'm like, yes. JBL couldn't sell insulin to a dying diabetic patient. Oh, you're not a fan of JBL? No. Okay. Not at all. Ziggles, not Ziggles on the outside taking a breather. So we're, we're three on three, folks. It's Big Show, Cena and Ziggler versus Rollins. Oh, what the fuck? Big Show just knocked, turned. He knocked the fuck out of John Cena. Show? Wow. Yeah. Two and three. And what? now it's three on one. Fuck. Wow. Okay. I'll pay someone to explain the logic of this. Well, Show has been paid off. He did it so he wouldn't lose his job. That's it. Big Show, knock him out. Wow. Which means Ziggler is now on his own. Yep. Wow. Which means Randy Orton will be there soon. Yes. And, I mean, has anybody in the history of sports entertainment had more turns from babyface to heel and heel to babyface than the Big Show? The Dudleys. The Dudleys. Now, why would Big Show leave? Why can't he? Because he's done his job. Yeah, I guess he can't just side with Team Authority. That wouldn't work. He had to eliminate himself. Wow. I, I'll tell you right now, if your, if your scenario happens, I'm done. This would be something. Bronx, but it... You say this every time <laughs> my scenario comes true, and you still manage to stay. That's because I like you. I just. One of these I, days, I'm going to hold you to it, and I'm going to let you go. <laughs> Your fire. <laughs> I just heard Shark Junior or Junior Junior Junior's getting good at the Vince. You're fired. 
How did that go again? Fired. Wow, he's got the growliness and everything. Not bad considering he's he's seven. <laughs> and JJ will be fucked up enough to let him fire me too. I you know. <laughs> I, I I honestly thought Rowan would have been the guy, not Big Show. After everything that they've done to Big Show in the last year, you know, the authority. I never saw that one coming. Kudos to WWE for doing that. And now Dolph's about to get his ass reamed. You must admit, JJ, it is kind of cool. you say that. That's, it, I really hate every Every paper you say that, and I'm like, well, yeah, he just said it again. I said yeah, it again. said it again. It is uh, cool to see Cena walking out dejected, though. I rather enjoyed that. <laughs> Well, here's the thing, though. If he's if he's out of the match, can he not go and beat the shit out of somebody? Yeah. But so he, why is he walking away? It's because he just had his ass reamed. Oh, because I think if he did, <laughs> Dolph could be DQ'd. I don't see how that works. No, no, no. Really? I don't know. Well, we saw earlier, like, I don't well, know. Look, it's so, it, but here's the thing. Big Show fucks over his team, shakes hands with Triple H. Randy Orton's in St. Louis. Well, wait a minute. He lives in St. Louis. No, I don't think he lives there. But this is perfectly set up for I'm a, telling you, Ziggler a, is going to get rid of Harper. Yeah. Ziggler is going to pin Harper and maybe even Kane. So you're seeing it left down to Ziggler and, and uh, Rollins. Rollins. And Rollins, And Orton yeah. is going to take out Rollins. Yeah. I, I can't see... I mean, unless you, I mean, if they really want to put Ziggler over and have him win clean, but I can't see Orton not showing up. Or Sting, who knows? <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I got to say this, though. If, if Dolph Ziggler goes over here tonight and wins this for Team Cena, they better do something special with him after, after tonight. He better be a fucking focal point. He yeah, better not absolutely. be a goddamn afterthought. The afterthought. All well, kidding aside, the afterthought is their current world heavyweight champion. No, no, he's not the afterthought. He's on the milk carton. Yeah. Nobody has seen him in a while. They don't yeah. know what's going on with Brock Lesnar. Apparently, he's going to take the WWE championship to the UFC with him. Oh, great. I mean, I guess we'll talk about that on Unplug. But, you know, it makes me wonder what Ziggler, guys. I mean, a little bit of a little. JJ, you mind if I give out zigzag, a little bit? Zigzag, zigzag. Bye-bye, Kane. Kane's yes. gone. Two on one. Come on, Ziggy. I mean, I was going to say, do you mind me giving out a little news tidbit? That's fine. This, like I mentioned earlier, guys, this, is, this reminds me so much of that 2003 Survivor Series match with Michaels where he was the sole survivor and he's just getting his ass taken out by everybody. And he's all by himself. Well, they have cut the prices. On Daniel Bryan merchandise, nor will they be making any new merchandise. They don't know when he's coming back, bro. Right. So what I'm saying is now you might need, maybe they're finally getting nervous. And JJ and I have been talking about this for years. Wrestling hosts been talking about this for years. How they put everything on the back of John Cena. Maybe they're starting to realize now we don't just need one guy. We need a few guys. They tried with Daniel Bryan. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Oh, Jesus. Wow, that was stiff. He just kicked the shit out of Dolph Ziggler. How do you kick out of that? Kick out by Dolph Ziggler. They're working their way up the ladder with guys like Ambrose and Roman Reigns, who I don't think are ready yet. 
But now that they, they're pretty sure that Brian isn't coming back anytime soon, if not at all, maybe you have to put over, oh, my God, a guy like Ziggler who just got sit-down power-bombed and kicked out. Oh, that should have been it, folks. Dolph Ziggler just yeah, managed to kick like out. That. that should have been it. But Wow, good for Ziggler. Triple H f- threatening to fire the referee. That'll work. That was a beautiful powerbomb, by the way. Nice sit-down powerbomb. I'll tell you, man, fucking Harper is no joke. This guy, he looks, y- you look at him, and if you're a new wrestling fan, you laugh until you see him go in the ring. Just amazing. That's it. Ziggler's got him. One-on-one, Rollins and Ziggler. No. Luke Harper gets rolled up. That's wonderful. Oh, now Triple H and Stephanie are like, oops. Now they're assholes puckering. Yeah. Speaking of reaming. <laughs> You're still calling Orton or you just see maybe Ziggler go. If Ziggler went St. over Louis, clean without Orton no, coming out, you'd still be cool? I'd still be cool, but they're in St. Louis. There's no way Orton does not show up. No Man. way. And who would have thunk it? We ended this freaking main event with two of the young bucks. No sign of Cena, no sign of Kane. It's the two young guys, man. Freaking Ziggler and fucking Seth Rollins. I'm okay with this. Ooh. Ziggler getting his ass kicked on the outside by Seth Rollins, bumping his ass off is Ziggler as only he can. Well, yeah, I mean, you still got a disadvantage. You got the fucking Stooges out there. You got Triple H. You got Stephanie. It's not one-on-one. It's still obviously outnumbered. That's why you're going to have Orton show up in a minute. Well, yeah, but it's also it also makes sense. The one thing that does make sense tonight from a booking standpoint is, like I said, Ziggler's been the guy. They've punished Ziggler more than they have Cena. I mean, let's face it. So, I mean, this would be great. Whether Orton helps or not, this is great retribution. Well, package two and a kick out. Wow, that was close. That was close. Oh, oh, beautiful DDT. Beautiful DDT. <clears throat> One, two. And here's Triple H up on the ring apron. Thought he was going to uh, attack the referee from behind. Give him his own particular reaming. Oh, this, reaming. Is, this is awesome. This, is, th- th- this match is now starting to fucking turn out to be awesome. Yeah, no doubt. This Love is these like, false finishes. These are awesome. Because you know it's not just going to be the two that are in the ring that are involved in the outcome, whether it's the authority, whether it's Randy Orton. Oh, my God. Look at that replay. That DDT was sick. Somewhere right now, Jake the Snake Roberts is on his feet applauding. Yeah, Jake never did a DDT like that, let me tell you. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, oh. Oh, powerbomb to the turnbuckle. top turnbuckle. Oh, nice by Seth Rollins. Ooh. Oh, and another kick out by Dolph Ziggler. This is the career performance so far of Dolph Ziggler. If, if, if they were on the fence about Dolph Ziggler after this, they got a problem. You know what? If they never push this kid again, when his contract's up, he can go anywhere in the world and fucking be a star. Anywhere in the fucking world and be the man. Oh, I don't know. As angry as Triple H looks right now, I mean, the, Triple H is a god when it comes to selling. You know deep down he's looking at this kid and saying, yeah, you go, boy. I think he's looking at both both these guys as saying, yeah, man, you know, I made the right choice. Both these guys are doing a great job. 
They oh, oh. Wow. Ziggler out of nowhere, but a headbutt cuts him off. Seth Rollins on the top rope going for something here. What's he? Went for the curb stomp. Off the top. Famous gets caught in a Famouser. One, two, oh. oh. Had me. Had me. This is, I'm on the edge of my yeah, seat. this is good. This is good. St Steph's about to have a heart attack. <laughs> this is good storytelling, WWE. This is what we should have seen all night. Yeah, no doubt. Man, this Survivor Series will be will be known for one match, and that's this one. Yeah, that's it. Oh yeah, absolutely. This will be what everyone you know fucking remembers. I mean, it's like I've already forgotten the rest of Survivor Series. Going for a Famouser again, but uh, oh, and Triple or no, and both the uh, Stooges come in and eat knuckle sandwiches. Oh, that's it. He hits it. Zigzag. He's got it. Zigzag. One, two, and oh, and Triple H. Pulls out the referee, as I said he was going to earlier. Oh, that was definitely what was should have been the finish. There is no way the authority goes over. And here comes Mercury and Jamie Noble. Cue voices. Someone cue voices on the sound system. Nah, nah. You, you don't don't cue voices. Just go out there. Yeah, and no, do you it. just got to go out there and do it. No music. No music. Yeah. Look at that, oh. Ziggler still holding them off. Jesus. How, oh, that's it. One into the other. And into oh. Stephanie, who Triple H catches. That was set up nicely. Very nice. Set up. Beautiful set up. Duck right the clothesline. Nice super kick. And another. Oh. oh, misses that. And here's Rollins with the, uh, once again, the power bump to the top turnbuckle and the curb stomp. But Ziggler misses and hits the zigzag. But there's no referee. Oh, come on, ref. Six count. I am come on the edge of my fucking seat Here's right the now. ref. But Triple H cuts him off. Ooh, Triple H a little stiff with the referee. Jesus oh, yeah. Christ. Right to the back of the head. And that <laughs> ref bumped like outside like a champ. Uh-oh. The jacket's off. All right. God damn it. Where's Cena? With all this fucking shit, Cena should be down there helping Dolph Ziggler. And show should the rest of the goddamn team. Yeah. Or Randy Orton. Anybody. But logically, John Cena should be in the back watching this, yeah. seeing the referees get taken out and everything that's and going, going on. back in and, and help. where the fuck is he, yeah. right? and go and help. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Or some baby face, Jesus. Oh, gee, Talk fuck. about a clothesline from hell. Wow. Wow. JBL just left the announce team. Shit. I'm loving this. This is this has been fucking fantastic. Pedigree. Oh, pedigree time. No, this can't end like this. This would be completely nonsensical. He hit it. Pedigree. Yeah, but Triple H can't fucking pin him. No, but as Triple H is an authority figure, can he count the three? Yeah. This is going to end in a schmoz. No way. No way does Triple H count the three here. No way. Uh, Calling a ref. Calling a ref. Wouldn't it be great if Wharton came out dressed as a ref? No. Oh, oh and look who the ref is. It's Scott Armstrong. Scott Armstrong, of course. One, two. Oh, boy. And it's Sting. Sting. There you go. Sting. 
Holy uh, um, fucking shit. Yeah. No fucking yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Well, it had to be Sting or Orton, one or the other. No way. No fucking way. Wow. Look at Triple H, eh? There he is. <laughs> nice. The only man ever. Unbelievable. The, the, the one last remaining cog that in WCW that never took the carrot from Vince. He's now the last one. It is Sunday, November 23rd, 2014, 10.50 p.m. Eastern, and Sting is on a WWE pay-per-view. Undertaker Sting is not happening, folks. It's going to be Triple H and Sting at Mania. Yeah. Is this not reminiscent of Sting returning to save WCW from the NWO? It is. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, but my kids are looking and many kids are like, who is this guy? You know who he is? Yeah. All right. Yeah, but is it going to end this way with no finish and we don't know what happens with the authority? Or, I mean, the match has not officially ended, has it? No, it has not. Wow. Sting doesn't even have black hair, damn it. No, he's got light brown hair. Borden, what did you do? <laughs> hey, he looks good. Oh, yeah, you know, for 53 or whatever the hell he is. So hell, yeah. A little bit younger than me. <laughs> Looks better than Ogan or Flair. Yeah. Wow. Triple H and Sting circling each other in the middle of the ring. Hit your print screen button right now. I'm in disbelief. No bat, though. A little disappointed in no bat. Well, I mean, maybe, that's okay. maybe there's a bat on the inside of the uh, of the coat. Well, they're they're doing a stare down. And I don't think we're going to get fisticuffs tonight. This is awesome. Crowd looks like they're going ape shit crazy. They're doing the uh, Hogan rock pandering to the crowd. Wow. I love Triple Eight selling it like he, he's in disbelief. Somewhere my friend in Oklahoma... Trey is marking out like a son of a bitch right now. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Trick's TV may not have survived this. <laughs> what? The hey, Triple I'm, H I'm, is like, what the fuck? Who the hell are you to come out here? I'm in disbelief this is happening right now myself. I can't I can't deny that. Well, you read all the stuff that, you know, Steve Borden's in St. Louis. There we go. Oh, shit. Yeah. The big oh, boots. Scorpion death drop time. Come on, do it, Stinger. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, oh, he nice. drops him. Oh, nice one. I want finality. Yeah, we need a ref. Look at what Sting's doing. He's putting Dolph Ziggler over Seth Rollins. Where is a ref? Bye-bye authority. Oh, Wow. As Sting walks away. And there's a ref out of nowhere. One, two. Yeah. Nice. 
Well, that was one of two finishes I called. Yeah. Although he didn't have the bat. No bat. No bat. No bat. How can he not have the bat? Oh, it's okay. Wow. Now, where the fuck is John Cena? He needs to come out there and fucking... Yeah, the rest of the team needs to come back and celebrate. Wow. Well, show's not part of the team anymore, but... To quote... I really want to see what Vince has to say on the uh, on the uh, WWE Network post-show. Oh, that's next, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To quote Roddy Piper, just when you think you have the answers, I change the questions. Wow. Good, good for, for Ziggler. Good for stand, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, no doubt. How many years did we sit here and say, boy, you know, it's too bad what they're doing to him. They're jobbing him out. They, yeah, he opened up his mouth and said the wrong thing, and he's paying. But now the greatest victory in the career to date of Dolph Ziggler that wasn't for a title. Exactly. I mean, you know, like I said, this is very reminiscent to me of the 2003 Survivor Series with Shawn Michaels. This has been the most career-defining moment, in my opinion, for Dolph Ziggler. Good, as bad as that pay-per-view was, I give the the whole pay—well, everything up to the main event, like a D minus. That was an A plus. And here's John Cena. Oh yeah, it's about time you showed up, motherfucker. Now that Sting saved him, now that everybody else. No, no, but you know what? It makes sense because if Cena shows back up, it takes the steam away. From Sting and Ziggler, that was it was right for Cena, not 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 to to show up prior to the moment he just did, no question. Yeah, true, and a nice, uh, very nice statement. Even have Ste- even having Stephanie laid out is kind of cool. Nope, oh, the bitch just realized that she's gone. <laughs> You'll still have an office job, Stephanie, but you just won't be in charge. Nice camera work. The question is, now, who's going to be in charge? Is I think Sting. We find out tomorrow. Sting, Vince, McFoley, but it's got to be Sting, doesn't it? This isn't a one-off, is it? I no. know. No, they're building for him to have a final match at WrestleMania, and it's going to be against Triple H. I, well, yeah, it's not going to be the Undertaker. Because what's going to happen yeah. here is there's going to be a power struggle between Vince and and. Triple H and Stephanie. Right. And believe it or not, Vince is going to enlist Sting to be his guy to take on Triple H. That makes sense. With the fate of the company in his hands. And Stephanie's in the ring asking Triple H, what happened? We lost. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I love how Triple H is selling that it's not so much he cares that we lost our power. He's looking towards the back. He's thinking about Sting, and now the crowd's letting him have it. I love it. <laughs> what a fantastic ending to an good. otherwise dull pay-per-view. Yeah, D-minus and the main event's A-plus. Well, A. I, I never give it A-plus. I don't know. JJ, we giving our letter grades? I mean, Shark's already giving his out. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to in a minute. We're going to take our final commercial break, come back, wrap it up, and get the fuck out of here. Sounds good. Well, there you have it. History has been made on this night, ladies and gentlemen, the 23rd of November, the 2014 Survivor Series. The man they call Sting 
debuted tonight in the WWE and what an impact he had on the finish of this particular match as the authority is no more. We'll be back with more Sunday Night Showdown right after this, guys. Yo, this is Rowdy Roddy Piper on the SNS Network. Maybe you should listen to it just to hear what I got to say. It's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. And make sure you're checking out SNS Unplugged each and every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as myself and Bronxzilla, Tony J. Marabella, bring you the latest news of the week sponsored by Wrestling-Online.com, the NXT Rewind with Anthony Farley, Everything that went down on Raw via the Raw reaction, plus your phone calls and emails, and you never know what craziness might happen on the show. Once again, every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, SNS Unplugged, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network, www.snsradionetwork.com. It's unscripted. Uncensored. Unbelievable. It's unplugged. Everybody, this is the Bronx Father to tell you about the Get in the Zone podcast every weekend right here on the SNS Radio Network with myself, my co-host Anthony Farley, and bringing you the TNA recap. No, God, please, no, no. L Train. We also cover SmackDown, some news, and you might even get moments like this. Oh, my brother, testify! Wow. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, that, that, was, that wasn't half bad. <laughs> what the f***? 
to quote, see, since I'm imitating, since I'm imitating Devon tonight, I might as well run the gamut of black wrestlers and go with Booker T. Tell me, I did not just hear that. It's one of those things to edit. <laughs> To edit or not to edit? That is the question. <laughs> For the reaction to Anthony, you cannot edit this one. Oh, shit. Anthony's dead. He's just done. Oh, we might as well just end the show right now. So, check out the archive every single weekend and drop us an email anytime. SNS get in the zone at gmail.com right here on the SNS radio network Now back to Sunday Night Showdown, live on the SNS Radio Network with Brockzilla, Tony J. Mirabella, The Great White, Mark the Shark DiCarlo, Harmony Boom Boom Jackson, and Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. All right, we're back right here, Sunday Night Showdown on the SNS Radio Network, and I thought they were going to have a post-show, but apparently it looks like they're replaying the Survivor Series on the WWE stream, which is interesting considering that Vince McMahon was supposed to be part of the post-show. And they advertised it with graphic they, and everything. They did advertise it. I'm not, sure what's, following. I'm not sure what's going on there, but we are back. Uh, all by briefly to kind of wrap things up, I'm Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. He is the great white Mark the Shark DiCarlo, and of course we also have from the NYC, Bronxzilla, Tony J. Mirabella. Yeah, I thought something was wrong with my uh, network stream, but yeah, they're replaying Survivor Series. Weird. You know, I again, I thought it was pretty damn cool to have Sting show up. I, I really expected Randy Orton uh, to be in that St. Louis you know, crowd, to be in his hometown. Apparently, we did not see that tonight, although I'm not disappointed with the way things ended up going down with the debut of Sting. We've been talking about this for a long time. Ever since uh, he left TNA, the rumors were running rampant. Sting was coming to WWE. Uh, and finally, November 23rd, 2014, mark it in your calendars. It happened. It's history. Sting has debuted in the WWE, and he made quite the impact in the finish of the Team Cena versus Team Authority main event for the Survivor Series, helping Team Cena to gain victory and end the power of the Authority. Uh, let's go ahead and do our letter grades for the show on the whole. Uh, I'll go ahead and start it off with you, Mark the Shark DiCarlo. What did you think about the show on the whole? Up until the main event, I give it a D-, and because of the main event, I give the main event itself an A. Overall, C. 
I was going to say, yeah, does, does that sway the vote like it was a D show until the main event, which was an A? So does that make it a, a C? No, I'm just answering your question. Like, overall, that was the question. Overall, what was my letter grade? For the whole show, what would you give it for the whole show? C minus. Uh, I, I love the main event, and I did not like one thing about the rest of the pay-per-view at all. It was It was deplorable. The, the the booking that we were subjected to, the matches that we were subjected to, um, I, I didn't mind the, the Fatal 4-Way tag. Uh, I'm just, it's it's gotten almost um, cartoonish-like again with Miz and Mizdow and, and what happened with the, the Divas uh, Survivor Series match was just pathetic. Um the 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 Nikki Bella, AJ Lee match was that wasn't what, even a match. I know uh, was what it was uh, to placate and put Nikki over strong and obviously not obviously maybe um, that was the last we've seen of AJ Lee. Maybe uh, I just love the main event and load the rest of the show and and maybe even a C minus. On average, is is basically what it what it should be. But uh, loved the main event and hated the rest of it. That's the bottom line, that, as far as I'm concerned. Bronx, your thoughts? Shark and I are on the same page. Um, everything up to the main event, I give an F. The main event, I give an A plus. So trying to work the two out in my head, I give the entire show a straight up D. Just, I mean, I would have been more happy to spend 10 bucks and cover nothing but the main event and then eliminate the rest of the show than see what I saw tonight. So I'll give the whole thing a D and you know, part of that D is an A plus for the main event. So that's all that saved it for me. I gotta say, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I- I'm with you guys when you talk about the rest of the show being abysmal, the AJ Lee and and you know, Nikki Bella thing to me was ridiculous. I would have much rather seen AJ lose that belt in a more uh, fitting way. You know, being pinned, maybe actually having a match as opposed to getting kissed by Brie Bella and then getting the rack by Nikki, and that's it. I I thought that was shit. The uh, Fatal 4-Way Tag Match was decent, uh, although I I thought having the Miz and Miz Dow win was kind of strange and to me in a sense utterly pointless um the survivor series five on five divas match was an abortion i think that's even being kind so with all due respect to abortion with with all due respect to abortions yes yes. uh i think that was pretty pretty horrible um look aside from the main event which i i concur with you boys it was an a plus it kept me on the edge of my – I'm not kidding. I'm still on the edge of my seat from that. Uh, every near fall, Ziggler worked his ass off, and we knew he was going to going into this. I'll go with a straight-up C because the main event was an A+. Plus, the rest of the show was a D, so I'll go with a straight-up C. Uh, not WWE's best pay-per-view offering this year, although that main event was pretty goddamn epic. And so, to me, that steps it up just a little bit. That's going to be what we remember going forward – of Survivor Series uh, 2014 was Sting showing up, 
the work that Ziggler did in the ring, being the sole survivor for his team, the big show turning. Everything that happened in that main event was what made this show watchable tonight. So, yeah, C, just a regular C average for this pay-per-view tonight. It was like Vince McMahon and Triple H came to a compromise. Vince McMahon would book the entire pay-per-view except for the main event, which felt more like a Triple H booking. That's almost how it felt to me. Yeah. You know, if that makes sense. I mean, you know, I'm, it's a shame, you know, they're pointing out in the chat. It's a shame that it, you know, Sting had to debut on what was otherwise a completely lackluster pay-per-view. You know, it's a shame, but I'm still happy about it. Uh, I'm glad Sting's there. Never thought I'd live to see it, but hey, you know, well, we can mark it down the history books. On the plus side, when I when I go back and watch some of the old WCW pay-per-views and I compare this to that, it's still better than some of the shows Sting was on back in WCW. So even though it was a shitty show tonight, minus the main event, uh, his debut does hold merit. It's going to be a big deal. It's going to lead to a match at WrestleMania against Triple H. It's obvious that Taker is done. There's not going to be that match. That match has, has it, it, you know, we knew a year or two ago it wasn't going to happen. After Brock Lesnar took out Undertaker this year, I think we all knew that Taker was done. Um, why not have Triple H and Sting pull off a great main event or semi-main event match at WrestleMania that incorporates a story, and they set it up tonight, and I like how they did it. So I don't have any complaints with Sting's appearance tonight. I know people are bitching that he didn't have the baseball bat that his makeup looked like shit. He looked like he didn't give a fuck. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I didn't necessarily see that. To me, it was a slow walk, yes. I don't think that he came out and was like, oh, fuck, I'm here. I may as well do this. Uh, it, it seemed like it was part of the angle. It was a big markout moment for guys who are, are big Sting fans, WCW fans. I'm okay with how they did this tonight. Do I wish the pay-per-view had been a better debut for him? Absolutely, but it is what it is. Uh, I think we're all in agreement. C, you you called it a D Bronx, but uh, that's the Survivor Series 2014 in the books right here on the SNS Radio Network. I'd like to say that uh, it was good to be back with the both of you tonight. I had a great time. A lot of fun, as usual. You guys make me laugh like no other, and I, uh, I know I make you both laugh for no apparent reason whatsoever. But... Uh, Having said that, on behalf of uh, myself and Shark Jr. and Junior Jr., uh, thanks a lot, Jeff, Bronx, and uh, to the valued listeners of uh, Sunday Night Showdown here on the SNS Radio Network. Um, TLC. TLC, Wild Turkey. Wild queso, perhaps. Who turkey, knows? queso. I'll, I'll Who knows? Pay, I'll pay for I don't the- know, man. i got to work the next day. We'll see. Oh, right. I, I, I can't get too fucking drunk. You know that. Yeah, I know. See, I'll be on like a freaking two-week vacation. Well, fuck so you. I- you could get drunk all you fucking want. <laughs> fuck you. That's been the theme of this show. Fuck you. And happy thanks freaking giving to all of our U.S. listeners. Yeah, when you guys are out celebrating and having turkey and watching football, I'm going to be driving a fucking delivery van on the mean streets of Calgary. I feel like I, I feel like I should adopt the Mean Street Posse as my theme now. <laughs> the Mean Streets of Calgary. That's it. That's that's what I should do. You need like Michael P. S. Hayes singing your theme song. 
Oh, God. Anyways, thanks again for having me and uh, my boys. And uh, we had a gas, as usual. Thanks yeah, to you everybody. had gas, too. I could smell your fat ass from over here. No, Stop it. fuck. It wasn't me. It was him. Oh, don't blame your fucking kids. <laughs> it was them. What a horrible parent you are. It was them. <laughs> Anyways, say goodnight. Bye. Bye. There you go. Good night. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, I do have a song of the night. Not necessarily one that's, uh, that's you know, relevant to what happened tonight. But since I do have to get my ass up in the morning and go to work, uh, it just seems to work. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's broadcast. Uh, Bronx and myself will catch you on Tuesday for Unplugged. We're back. Don't forget, it's 9.30 Eastern. We've changed it to 9.30 instead of 9. So we'll be starting 30 minutes later from now on. That's our new time schedule. And uh, that's going to be an interesting show. It'll be our Thanksgiving slash my birthday show. I do actually have a gift I'll be opening on the air from listener Mike Casalina. It was kind enough to send me a package. We'll be sure and open that live on the air. So who knows what he may have uh, sent to me. It could be a bomb. Um, you know, it might be the last broadcast we ever do. I don't know. But we're going to open it up on Tuesday for Unplugged. So on behalf of Bronxzilla, Tony J. Mirabella, on behalf of the Great White, Mark the Shark DiCarlo, I'm Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. We'll see you Tuesday. Happy holidays. Have a good Thanksgiving to everybody else and other parts of the world. I don't know what you celebrate, but I hope you have a good day. Hope you have some fun. On that note, we're out of here. Say good night, Bronx. Good night, Bronx. All right, here's our song of the night. It's Big Smo working from the WWE 2K15 soundtrack. Totally sums up my workday. I woke up this morning, tied my boots up, cause I knew it was gonna be a long day. Tied my truck up, grab my coffee, kiss my baby, got on my way. Cause I'm working till it's hurting, and that's the only way to make an honest day's pay. So I'm working even when it's hurting, and that's the only way to make an honest day's pay. I'm up early with the birdies, ready to get dirty This ain't a song for you if you asleep at 7.30 I rise like the sun on the bag of the pounds At full throttle in a bottle like that homemade shine I'm just trying to make a living, boss man tripping Overtime strong, I don't pay him no attention Money in the mason jar, country boy pitching No lady, three kids, take a lot to fill the kitchen Fingernails dirty, my back stay hurting You can bet I gotta pay for every penny that I'm earning I ain't asking for a raise, but I know the boss heard me, nobody on his job site's working like I'm working 30 below to 100 degrees and you ain't pushing hard enough and your hands don't bleed, I'm the first to clock in and the last to leave and I ain't never had a problem rolling up my sleeves. up this morning tie my boots up cause I knew it's gonna be a long day tie my truck up, grab my coffee, kiss my baby got on my way cause I'm working till it's hurting and that's the only way to make it Sleep in, that ain't how we was brought up I push 
push it to the limit when the money gets low And been on the work pass when the plan whistle blows Paycheck feeling like a lottery ticket I might save a couple bucks if my kids don't spend it Don't matter cause I love it every day of my life Spend more time on the clock than I do with my wife State to state, never late, putting miles on the road Drop it off, fill it up, get me to my next load Call my old lady, let her know I'll be late And I ain't worried cause I know that she gon' save me a plate I told you 30 below to 100 degrees And you ain't pushing hard enough if your hands don't bleed I'm the first to clock in and the last to leave And I ain't never had a problem rolling up my sleeves